With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, Recorded live. You have the Dow uh, closing out at uh, up 56 points, 17,958. You have the NASDAQ up 23, 4,974. The MBS&P up 10 at 2,091. 10-year yield, 1.96, and the euro, of course, with the dollar trading stronger in the index, you have all other currencies trading weaker, so you have the euro, 106, down 1.24, almost the same amount as what the dollar is up, and um, it wasn't that long ago the euro was 110, days ago, a week ago, a week or so ago. European markets, Asian markets were up higher, strongly. Hong Kong was up almost 3%, and Germany was up over 1%, as was London. Uh, for all your gold and silver coin needs, give us a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. we got some great prices on 90% silver. Give us a call. It's a great little product to have. Great way to get your silver for any type of extreme emergency good to have. We also have silver eagles and, uh, of course, all fractional gold. Of course, I believe fractional gold coins are better than those little bars and grams that you can purchase. Right now, I'd like to say hello to Wendy Wilson from Apothecary Herbs. Good afternoon, Wendy. I believe she needs to be she has to have an on button somewhere. I'm sorry, sorry, it's me and my phone. Hi, Wendy. I'm having, I'm having headset problems today. I, I, I moved and everything just disappeared. Anyway. All right. Fine. Are right. you sure you, are you sure you just didn't have the mute button on? <laughs> I, well, that was the second thing. Okay. Oh. So it's one of these. It's, already are in the southeastern, also in uh, San Diego, California, and parts of Connecticut and Pennsylvania. So um, actually, I got this quote uh, from a Dr. Michael Dryden. He's a professor of veterinarian parasitology at Cambridge, also known as Dr. Flea. So he also says that vets now are doubting the efficiency recommend to their working as well as they did the also, Dr. Christine Kane, who's also a professor of dermatology at the University of Pennsylvania School of Veterinary and Medicine, she says the flea outbreaks can occur on your pets even regardless of them being treated by the vets with these products for. So um, this is a real problem. And as the, we get warmer, rainy days and, uh, you know, summer sets in, we're going to see, according to the 
Um, so I know you have a pet. How do you do with weed? I never had problems. Okay, uh, but I don't. I don't take them to parks. They're they're they. A lot of strange dogs and, and so forth. Uh, uh, you know, they might associate with the neighbors' dogs. But uh, other than that, uh, you know, they, I keep them contained in the area, the certain areas, and that's it. That's good. Good. I'm glad you're taking precautions because, as you could possibly imagine. <laughs> worried about a plague outbreak with bubonic. The rock squirrel flea is a primary vector for plague, especially in the in auto. Um, they actually say, or some speculate, I should say, that, that nursery rhymes um, may have gone back to the 1700s and originated plague outbreak because depending on the plague bacteria, your skin can actually get a red ring discoloring to it. Also, um, there's this one flea. I never heard of this, Melanie. There is a beaver flea, okay? And I'm so glad it prefers mountain beavers because long. <laughs> a what? Yeah. It's a it's a flea that likes beavers. Quarter of an inch long. So it's one of those things you can actually see. Oh, well, that's what I don't want to see. <laughs> oh, well, I know. But I'm so glad it prefers. Um, yeah. There's 80. Actually, the state of Colorado. Did you wear those mountain beavers? Go ahead. I did, yeah. Well, Colorado um, <laughs> is probably the worst state. For um, it also uh, has a species of flea called the Fuex erectus, and um, even though it's found on wild animals like skunks, foxes, and coyotes. It's when those animals abandon their dens that the fleas tend to scatter, and then they'll jump on household pets and then on you. Also, cats can multiply, um, cat fleas, I should say, dogs and cats. So the most common state that has flea problems on a majority of the time is Texas, California, and Florida. So um, I just want to mention the fleas, small, but um, it, it's busy. Uh, let's see, female fleas can lay 2,000 eggs during their lifespan or 50 eggs a day. The incubation uh, time is a few days to a couple of weeks, depending on the conditions. And that's always so, the problem, yeah. Right. And under ideal conditions, a pair of fleas, mama and papa flea, they can produce 2 trillion fleas in just... Uh, so you know the fleas can fall off your dog into your carpets and bedding and so forth. Um, and then you can have a real problem. Fleas... They can jump 8 to 34 inches high, so that's 150 times its size, or if it could, an equivalent would be 1,000 feet. If you finally uh, about 13 inches. So, um, and if you wonder how they're able to navigate through all that fur and hair on animals, it's because they have several pairs of legs which have hair-like bristles that help them maneuver, as well as their back legs for jumping. So, it's, like um, swinging through, it's like swinging through the trees, except swinging through. Yes, that's But uh, they, they will suck up 15 times their body weight in blood every day, and a female flea needs a better blood supply because of her egg-laying capabilities. Uh, they do survive uh, a few months, several weeks to a few months, so um, 
some of them can be pretty hardy. Some of the species of sleep withstand freezing. Didn't know that. I thought, you know, you heard that thing after the first frost, no more sleep. Sometimes that's not the case. You mentioned Texas, California, and Florida as being, you know, three of the the major states. Uh, what would those three states have in common, other than massive amounts of people in those states? But um, is it the Southern exposure? Is it the, the, the humidity in those? Um, yeah. yeah, it would definitely be the conditions, ideal conditions. Warmer climates, the fleas prefer warmer climates, but they can survive in colder ones, as we all know, because if you've slipped up in the nor north, you have fleas, uh, but you get more of them as you move south. Um, now, some of the things I wanted to mention about the pharmaceutical sleep products that you can get at your pet, $39 to $80 on top of the vet visit. So most people are trying to get a lot of those pharmaceutical sleep products overseas. But according to the National, or now I'm sorry, Natural Defense Resources Defense Council, they said the chemicals that are used in alarmingly toxic not only to pets, but also to humans. They have chemicals in them that are called tetrolophosphorus or phylloxer. And young children, they say, should never be exposed to these chemicals. And they're often used in the fleet. So uh, ticks can uh, lick this chemical right off the collar, and they are a nerve toxin uh, that uh, can affect the pet and also the humans. So if you get too much of the chemical, you may experience nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, wheezing, sweating, and watery eyes. So um, if, if your pet's being poisoned, look for muscle twitching, drooling, seizures, and that. But according to the Humane Society of the United States, hundreds of pet owners report death from the flea and tick chemicals. Studies report that long-term exposure to these chemicals in smaller doses can produce a cancer. I think it was um, in the Journal of Pediatrics in 2012, they said that um, the exposure that toddlers get just by hugging on their dogs every day, not including sleeping, uh, can exceed the EPA's acceptable dose level risk for these chemicals. Yes, I am. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, just I think people need to look. Owners and parents need to star and see what other alternatives they have. Uh, of course, there are some natural solutions. Uh, that's what we're here for. And uh, our ancestors had fleas. I mean, so wash bedding and clothes in garlic and thyme to help repel the parasites. And then they would use essential oils in the household to repel these uh, parasites like tea tree oil, citronella, rosemary, peppermint, and eucalyptus. Now, some pet owners, Melody, have told me that uh, they'll give their pet brewer's yeast or garlic, uh, which will enter the blood system and make the blood supply not mm -hmm. so tasty to the site. Uh, another pet owner said that she garlic powder, not garlic salt, but garlic powder on her pet, and it cut down on the fleas. Another recommendation from a, a customer. That's great if you have an outside dog. Yeah, another one said diatomaceous earth applied to the fur also helps. So, um, 
want to vacuum, vacuum, vacuum. or use a vacuum that has uh, like a, a uh, like I use the rainbow it has a water bin and everything goes into the water so the fleas won't you know escape back out into the house uh, also if you're dwelling uh, you're, if you're dwelling to cut down on these pests you want to protect the uh, predators for fleas and protect them if you can also what I do is um, I use uh, some and some other things that are all infused into soils won't come and irritate the pet skin, but you do have the aroma of the herbs coming off the collar. So it does do a really good job of repelling these parasites. And then I also use a, a shampoo oils in it, and it keeps soft and fluffy and moist so that the skin's not dry and itchy. So it's a natural way of dealing with the flea. If anybody's interested, we have them on our website at thepowerherbs.com, and there's a big banner, and you can click on the banner, and it's all organic, non-toxic way to deal with fleas and tick fleas. I need to get in touch with you. I need to uh, get some of that because I just gave uh, Ruby her first treatment for heartworm. Okay. She's almost, two, she's almost two years old. Do you have something for heartworm? Well, we typically use like uh, herb. It's got natural iodine, which those parasites don't like. You can also add some other uh, anti-parasite herbs to her um, diet, like wormwood and things like that, which would help um, with that as well. Uh, I, I think I think that if your dog is your dog outside dog or is it inside dog? Um, you know, usually the oh. Uh, for heartworm, and she's mostly. A lot of people give all that medicine to them because I hate mosquitoes. it. Yeah, mosquitoes and things. Well, so, I'm in um, a high mosquito. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you could occasionally just give her. That's what I would do if I was you. Um, that's what I do for my lab, as well as uh, sometimes I'll give him a short burst of garlic, which is also the parasites don't like the sulfur in the garlic, but we're only using a short burst, so we're not using a whole lot of it. Um, so there's some options there. But if inter anybody's interested and they don't have Internet access, they can definitely call. Our number's toll-free at 866-229-3663, 866-229-3663. The flea collars are about 7 bucks, and I think the shampoo's a little bit a few bucks more, and uh, you'll be glad you did that. Believe you me, you will be that will smell sweet and love you. Hmm. I do need to get some of that because I just gave her the heartworm, but I also had the, the stuff that you put on the back of her neck, and I just couldn't do it. I didn't want to do that, and yeah. so I do need to get something. Send me an email so I don't forget, and I'll pop some in the mail to you. Fantastic. Uh, do we – yep, we're – out of time, Wendy. Thank you for joining us today. Why don't you give out your number again? 866-22-thepowerherbs.com. Thanks, Melody. Thank you, Wendy. We'll see you next week. Stay tuned, folks. Uh, Alfred and James Corbett will be here in just a few moments.
concerned about prescription drug dependency to stay healthy? Are you worried that the cost and availability of your medications may put your health at risk? Perhaps it's time you consider a natural, safe, and effective way to deal with your health problems. If only you knew where to start. Start right here. Tune in to Herb Talk Live with herbalist Wendy Wilson every Tuesday and Thursday evening, 7 p.m. on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, where your healthcare options just became endless. Yeah, give me them drugs, baby. <laughs> That's the medical profession's motto. Give me them drugs. Anyway, this is hash. This is health talk. You know, in the last last few weeks, I've been railing about uh, mainstream media being so corrupt and and just. I mean, we had an incident here in Hawaii not long ago where some jerk on the island of Kauai writes his article that they actually printed as an article in the editorial section of our newspaper about how uh, GMOs were good and there's nothing to worry about because all the tests prove that they're safe and effective. The only problem with that is that the only tests that prove that GMOs are safe and effective are the tests that are done by the biotech industry, by Monsanto, Pioneer, Syngenta, Bayer, and, you know, all, all the criminals. So I wrote a rebuttal, and it was a really good rebuttal. And uh, I gave references, and I cited the fact that the Eric giles Serolina report out of France, which took years, uh, he inadvertently discovered the formation of cancer tumors in the rats that they were using. And he wasn't even looking for that because it was not even a thought on his mind. And then a friend of mine who's uh, a PhD at MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, Stephanie Seneff, she did a report that has a definite link to glyphosate, which is the active ingredient they use in Roundup, and autism. So I wrote this really incredible 
article as a rebuttal for the guy, and being the objective media that they are, they wouldn't print it. They wouldn't touch it with a freaking 10-foot pole. But they will take people from the UH, and they will take people that write it the way they want to say it and print that, you know. And so I'm going to rail a little bit more about media. Like, for example, uh, about a week or so ago, the, the media erupted with the news that they discovered uh, a small amount of arsenic in California wine. So there was this usual spread, you know, usual wave spread of hysteria that equated California wines with drinking poison came out in the USA Today, the San Francisco Gate, the Daily Mail, the New York Daily News. I mean, it went on and on and on. And as was reported in the, in the various stories, the highest concentration of arsenic that was detected in the wine was just 50 parts per billion, which is a very minuscule concentration of arsenic even if it's all inorganic, which it isn't. But the level is so low that you would have to give it an incredible safety rating with standards that are far more stringent than the Fraud and Drug Administration's food safety requirements. So despite the extremely low levels of arsenic that are found in the California wines, the mainstream media did what it does best, which is to foment mass hysteria with wildly inaccurate reporting that kind of obliterates the facts, just like they did with the Disneyland measles outbreak hysteria, which was also based on fabrication and not facts. So the the New York, the, the CBS News screamed, there's very high levels of arsenic in the top-selling wine. God. And then the San Francisco Gate wrote, presumably toxic levels of arsenic in U.S. Today warned about dangerously high levels of arsenic in California wine. I mean, but the problem with all this is that these are all the exact same media outlets that routinely insist that 50,000 parts per billion of mercury is safe when injected into the human body in the form of a flu shot. So let's let's kind of review this, right? Okay? 50 parts per billion is dangerous, but 50,000 parts per billion is safe. So... With flu shots containing about 50,000 parts per billion, right, and the typical flu shot is about 0.5 milliliters in volume, that delivers about 25 micrograms of mercury per shot, okay? Now, the flu shots are promoted for the little kids and the pregnant women, the same groups that typically avoid drinking wine and have little or no exposure 
exposure to arsenic and wine. And when you inject a heavy metal into your body, is is the magnitude could be more toxic than just merely swallowing it. And then the flu shots really do contain 50,000 parts per billion of mercury because this was proven in laboratory tests. And that's 25,000 times higher than the mercury limit allowed by the Environmental Pollution Agency in drinking water. Then mercury itself is, in orders of magnitude, more toxic to human biology than arsenic. And the mercury could damage fertility or the unborn child and cause central nervous system effects, and if inhaled, it's fatal. So to get the equivalent amount of arsenic from wine that you get in the form of mercury from a vaccine, you would have to drink 500 liters of wine all at once. So how is it that the mainstream media has concluded that 50 parts per billion of arsenic in wine is dangerously high, while 50,000 parts per billion of mercury in a vaccine is totally safe? The answer is that the mainstream media stories are examples of widespread scientific illiteracy. Take a mainstream media reporter, including those who work for the Associated Press. They have no clue about the relative safety of the various concentrations of toxic elements in food, beverages, or vaccine shots. Even worse, Just like in Hawaii, they do not want to hear the truth because it would contradict their hilarious, discredited narrative that all vaccines are 100% safe no matter what they contain. So as a result, the mainstream media reports blindly report that vaccines are always safe, even though the vaccines contain 1,000 times higher concentrations of toxic heavy metals than the California wines they've described as dangerous. Then you take the typical media reporter, he will simultaneously write that mercury is extremely toxic when it's found in tuna fish, but that same mercury element it's somehow magically transformed into this non-toxic form when it's injected in the form of a vaccine. And as far as their cover story, they argue that ethyl mercury is safe, while methyl mercury is dangerous, completely ignoring the fact that the ethyl form of mercury is actually 1,000 times more toxic 
to human cells once it enters those cells. So according to the media, the vaccines are the magical transmutation devices that turn dangerous metals into safe elements. Here's the lie. This is the lie to the answer to the California wine wine problem. According to the mainstream media, California wines would be safer if you injected them instead of drinking them. Then you could call it a wine vaccine, and by doing so, it becomes automatically safe and effective according to the media. And no questions at all could be asked about vaccine safety because that would turn you into an anti-vaxxer, which is worse than being an ISIS terrorist. So while you're standing in line for your next flu shot, just make sure you appropriately panic about the 1,000 times lower levels of arsenic found in wine because that's what the media wants you to be afraid of. So your fears, your denials, your beliefs, and your perceptions are all being distorted and controlled by a scientifically illiterate media which has no clue at all about what it's really reporting. So to say that red wine with 50 parts per billion of arsenic is dangerous, while all your little kids are being injected with 50,000 parts per billion of mercury is the metaphorical equivalent of sounding an alarm about a July 4th firecracker while a nuke is being detonated above your city. And it just goes to show that the establishment, corporate-controlled media, has basically lost any ability to think critically about anything, making the U.S. media, by and large, a little more than the tabloid blog fest where nobody remembers how to ask critical questions anymore. They just blindly report whatever they're told by the pharmaceutical industry, the CDC, or the White House, without engaging in any real journalism at all, which would, by definition, entail asking critical questions and not automatically believing official bullshit. So if you think swallowing California wine is dangerous, you're actually swallowing something far more insidious. The media's junk science lies, which are disguised as news. So while I'm on the verge of destroying the media, there's even more that got me. That's where, you see, I always thought that the primary function of the mainstream media was to inform you, not to distract you from what's really happening. But like, for example, you remember what happened in that that pizza restaurant in Indiana. Come on, man. Does anybody really give a shit whether a little pizza joint in Indiana wants to cater a gay wedding with pizzas? I mean, who in their right mind caters a wedding with pizza anyway? So the far greater issue that's happening is how we are all being enslaved and oppressed and exploited 
no matter what our sexual orientation is, our religion's background is, our race is, or our country of origin. So the leftist media tries to drive this wedge between the people of America by staging contrived culture wars. And the more that people get caught up in these culture wars, the more they totally forget the real war on humanity being waged on us as follows. The central banks are stealing our savings, our incomes, and our wealth by devaluing the currency through endless printing of money. The corporations are poisoning our food, our medicine, and the world with toxic chemicals that promote disease and destroy the ecosystem. Our oppressive government is ratcheting up a police state occupation of America, turning all of America's streets, highways, airports, and sports stadiums into lockdown prisons where basically you have no rights. The drug companies are profiting from disease while selling drugs and vaccines that harm human health and perpetuate a cycle of suffering and medical intervention. The cancer industry preys upon cancer victims, promoting cancer by suppressing any real investigation into the causes of cancer or cancer prevention strategies that can help save lives right now. The agricultural giants and the biotech corporations are poisoning the entire world with glyphosate and self-replicating genetic pollution. And the global debt pyramid is approaching a state of collapse, and the U.S. national debt has exploded beyond any ability to repay that debt, meaning that the nation will inevitably experience its own debt collapse. And where do you think billions and billions and billions like $300 billion are going to? They're going to anything and everything that will support illegal aliens in the country. And then, of course, Google is aggressively pursuing humanoid, android, robotics development and advanced artificial intelligence research aiming for a creation of A1 military robots which, of course, will be used sooner or later as a weapon against the people. So if you look at it, basically every one of those points is a far greater threat to our livelihood and our future than whether or not some stupid little pizza joint in Indiana is willing to cater a gay wedding. Seriously. But the mainstream media which now we have to seriously call the hate stream media for all the hate they spew, basically ignores the far more serious and universally impactful issues. According to the hate stream media, you should be far more concerned about the gay marriage preferences of a tiny pizza shop in Indiana than the $18 trillion in national debt that's going to financially wipe out future generations of Americans. You are supposed to be outraged 
over Christian beliefs while remaining totally apathetic about how your little kids are being systematically poisoned by Big Pharma with mind-altering ADHD medication. The hate stream media wants you to focus all your attention and all your hate on a small number of targeted cultural issues while totally ignoring the fact that your food and your planet are being systematically poisoned by powerful globalist corporations that are destroying our world with pesticides, herbicides, and synthetic chemicals. And then we're supposed to totally forget about the crime of global imperialist wars, which were blasted by the leftist media when Bush was president, but are now wholly embraced under the Obama administration, even though they're the same damn wars. But the now the same hate stream media says pizza shops can't discriminate against people who are gay and openly endorse doctors denying service to patients who refuse to have their little kids vaccinated. So why is discrimination wholly accepted? and embraced and endorsed by the hate hate stream media. Why? Because it serves their agendas. We are living basically in an electronic concentration camp. We're addicted to images on screens that disinform and propagandize, propagandize us to accept and even welcome the police state activities that have destroyed our autonomy, our privacy, and our independence. There's this book out there. It was written by a guy named John Whitehead with a foreword from Ron Paul. It's called Battlefield America. And in that book, there's, there's a part where the author and I'd like to read that to you. He says, The outlook for civil liberties grows bleaker by the day from the government's embrace of indefinite detention for U.S. citizens and armed surveillance drones flying overhead to warrantless surveillance of phone, email, and Internet communications and prosecution of government whistleblowers. The homeland is ruled by a police-industrial complex, an extension of the American military empire. Everything that our founding fathers warned against is now the new norm. The government has trained its sights on the American people. We have become the enemy all the while the American people remain largely oblivious. So why why do we remain oblivious? It's because we're all caught up in the senseless, irrelevant hysteria that was stirred up over a pizza joint in Indiana or the contrived hysteria over measles at Disneyland or the the incredible false science 
hoax that was reported across the mainstream media about the California wine that was contaminated with dangerous levels of arsenic. You see, the hate stream media is the vehicle by which we, the American public, are mentally distracted from the things that mattered and tricked into focusing only on contrived hysteria. God bless you. Thank you. This is a crucial strategy for any state-run media propaganda network because if we, the masses, ever woke up and realized the truth about how we're being lied to, suppressed, incarcerated, poisoned, and dumbed down by the status quo, do you not think we would rise up and revolt against our oppressors? So the entire aim of the hate stream media becomes one of making sure the American people will think, talk, and socialize about anything other than reality. Because if reality were ever seriously questioned or reported or investigated, the delusion that big government socialism is your friend would collapse. The delusion that powerful drug companies and biotech corporations just want to help the world would be shattered. And it might also eliminate the delusion that the real war in America is not a war between left versus right, but a war being waged by corporations and government against the people. But the most important thing they never want you to discover is just how powerful you really are as a divinely inspired, creative, beautiful human being with the power to change the world. In today's twisted world, we live in a corporate-occupied prison state, and everything we see and hear and buy and consume and eat and drink and swallow is twisted by corporate interests to keep us detached, disease, and oblivious to reality. The corporations that now occupy the government, the media, the science journals, and the universities know full well that their greatest enemy is informed, intelligent, healthy individuals who can think for themselves. And to make sure few people ever become such individuals, they systematically poison our food with chemicals, poison our minds with medication, poison our consciousness with fabricated news, steal our savings through the central banks, and suppress our health and limit our voting votes, our 
limit our voting options to little more than a choice between a criminal on the left and a criminal on the right. Well, unfortunately, this poisoning is systemic and international. We learned, for example, that almost 70% of the people being treated with antidepressants don't even have depression to begin with. But the drugs will dumb you down, suppress your mind, and keep you detached from reality. And over 10% of the U.S. population is taking these mind-altering crapola drugs every single day. So everything that you search in the popular search engine is distorted to serve the corporate interest. And under the guise of promoting facts, the search engines like Yahoo and Google are serving up twisted corporate and government propaganda on any search for a disease or health symptom. And similarly, nearly 80% of what you read on social media is generated by the robots that are run by the corporate-funded troll group. So every newsstand magazine, every mainstream medical journal is basically hijacked by corporate ads pushing toxic poisons as beauty products, quote-unquote natural foods, or quote-unquote miracle medications that actually cause liver toxicity and kidney damage. So what's happening is we're being poisoned at every level imaginable, our mind, our body, our culture, our knowledge, our beliefs. Is there an antidote? Well, yeah. There is an antidote, and yes, you can stop the poisoning, and it's relatively easy to accomplish. All you need to do is to stop consuming the poison. How do you do that? You stop poisoning your mind by refusing to watch or listen to the toxic H-Stream media outlets because they are to to your mind what Monsanto is to your food. You stop poisoning your body by refusing to eat pesticides, herbicides, GMOs, and anything that had a face or a mother or anything that came from anything that had a face or a mother. You buy organic. You grow your own. Stay away from processed foods. You stay away from the high fructose corn syrup. You stay away from sugars. You stay away from miracle protein drinks. You stay away from the sodas and the beers and the alcohol. You stop poisoning your planet by refusing to purchase or use the herbicides in your yard or the toxic cleaning products for your home and the toxic laundry detergents that get flushed down the drain or the toilet and proliferate the soil. And you stop poisoning your health with dangerous, deadly medications and toxic vaccines that are still unbelievably made with mercury, aluminum, MSG, formaldehyde, and antibiotics. Then you reduce your ecological footprint 
by learning how to live more sustainably. If you're in the country, start collecting rainwater from your roof. If you can afford it, get solar power to reduce your grid power consumption. If need be, God forbid, get backyard chickens to produce some of your food. Although I would stay away from that one in a heartbeat because consuming one egg a day makes your body deal with more protein than you can consume in a whole day with other stuff that you eat, which puts an incredible impact on your digestive system and your liver and your kidneys and your spleen. Find more ways to live green. Investigate permaculture and food forests and grow your own. And please stop poisoning your little kids in government-run public school indoctrination centers. Get them out of their brainwashed factories. Maybe think about homeschooling or private schools where at least they have a little bit of chance to learn truthful, practical information and life skills. Well, I mean, what do you learn in a public school? You got, I went to public school. I went to public university. I went to public high school. What do you learn? You learn how to memorize, how to flush it on the exam, and then how to flush it down the toilet, which don't do you any good in life. It's just getting through, getting grades, get your diploma, get out, and then you start to live your life. And then we just had this. I mean, <laughs> the media never ends. So after after months of denial, after months of brainwash and stonewalling, Rolling Stone magazine finally retracted its totally fabricated campus rape story that claimed that fraternity rape is endemic across America's universities. I mean, just what was it, like a few days ago, the Columbia Graduate School of Journalism released this detailed analysis of Rolling Stone's mistakes, saying that the magazine failed to engage in basic, even routine journalistic practice to verify details of the ordeal that the magazine's source identified only as Jackie described to the article's author, Sabrina Erdely of the New York Times. Well, the author of the story can only be accurately described as committing this act of journalistic fraud isn't even being fired by the Rolling Stone magazine. Hey, hey, come on. She did her job. She, she did what they're known for. She fabricated make-up stories to push a twisted cultural agenda. She's just another loyal foot soldier in the media's relentless campaign of news hoaxes that are launched almost daily across America. Hoaxes which are almost never, ever, ever retracted. And this report, this Columbia report, had to be painful reading to people at Rolling Stone because with that publication they're officially retracting a rape on campus 
so then they have to apologize to the readers and all those who were damaged by the story and the ensuing fallout, including members of the fraternity and the university administrators and the students. What happened was the Columbia report concluded that Rolling Stone ran with a totally fabricated story because they basically failed to check anything. And someone fed Rolling Stone precisely the lies they wanted to hear. Fully aligned with the cultural agenda of the magazine, and Rolling Stone bought it, hook, line, and sinker. What that's telling you is that Rolling Stone is nothing more than a gossip tabloid. It's crazy. But the real story goes way beyond Rolling Stone's fabricated smear campaign against the University of Virginia fraternity. The real story is that Rolling Stone's failures are just a minor example of a new wave of liberal mainstream media reporters and editors who function primarily as a network of agenda-driven propagandists that invent whatever news they want. And that news that they want, which is fabricated, is used to spew hatred and intolerance for every targeted group it does not like, including fraternity members, white people, Southerners, and men in general. And just as Rolling Stone exhaustively demonstrates the members of this unethical mainstream, hate stream, leftist media have abandoned all principles of real journalism in their rush to use their magazines, their newspapers, cable channels as activist propaganda mouthpieces to wage a cultural war that is based entirely on a lie. And what's all unbelievable is that about this is not that Rolling Stone fabricated a totally false news story. What's amazing is they got caught. And then there's another guy who is the social media manager who works with some TV station in Richmond, Virginia, is now under investigation for filing a false fraud report with GoFundMe.com in an effort to block the funding of victims of the media's hysteria-driven smear campaign against the pizza restaurant. I mean, you see what's going on? You got this outrageously unethical smearing of memories pizza by the gotcha leftist media. And and what's happened is it was this outpouring of financial support for Memories Pizza, raising $842,000 for the family to help them upgrade and reopen their pizza shop. So this is the pizza, pizza shop that said it would gladly serve gay customers in its shop, but they didn't want to cater a gay wedding because they were Christians. 
So what? I mean, I know gay people. They have far better taste than to cater own wedding with everyday pizza. But the irrational leftist media went hysterical over the pizza shop's polite explanation and investigated so much, instigated so much hatred and bigotry towards the family that outraged the liberal activists. They tried to organize a march to literally burn down the pizza shop. And the the threat to burn down the pizza joint was just one of the many hostile threats that were leveled against memory pizza. But thank you to the hatred of the contrived leftist media and the hate speech against the family-owned Christian establishments. They were just ignored but actually accelerated. So what happens in response to this? The mainstream media remain silent, and they refuse to denounce these tactics, but they provoke them with more hate-spewing reporting. So when the violent threats support their cultural agenda, they're fit to print because the end justifies the means. Look, I'm a vocal guy. I'm an outspoken guy. I'm against discrimination, okay? including long history of crimes against the U.S. government by the FBI, against the African-Americans, against the violence committed against the gays, against discrimination against women. Why can't we have universal tolerance? But that tolerance has to apply to all groups, not just selected ones you happen to like at the moment. It's, it's like it's no more justified to target memories pizza for their religious beliefs than to target someone because of the color of their skin. But the mainstream media doesn't understand this. They don't know what tolerance is because they think it only means tolerance for their own agendas and values, not tolerance for anyone else. But that isn't tolerance at all. It's bigotry. And to push this leftist brand of bigotry they routinely resort to fabricating whatever fake stories they can conjure up that fit their narrative. It's shameless. But it ain't over. It's far from over. Because people that are involved in the mainstream media basically mirror the total disregard for journalistic ethics demonstrated by the Rolling Stones reporter. And this is exactly why mainstream leftist media is losing credibility and readers. And on no basis whatsoever, the CBS affiliate employee has contrived to convince herself that filing a false claim is totally acceptable. And when she did so and did some research on the situation, she still filed a fraud report. This is how it works. It's all about false claims, false stories, fabricated facts that are psychologically justified, and even though they wholly violate every principle of honest journalism. But with the mainstream liberal media, the ends justify the means. And 
they quite literally think it's okay to lie, cheat, fabricate stories, and conduct ambush journalism of small-town mom-and-pop pizza huts and spew hatred and intolerance towards targeted groups they don't like. They become everything it once claimed to oppose. It's now pro-war. It's now pro-hate. It instigates violence against groups that hold minority views. It despises tolerance and ethical journalism. It invents mass hysteria over fabricated stories and then uses contrived outrage to bully and intimidate everyone else into supporting its twisted agenda. Agenda. It's shameless in its actions and it's so far detached from ethics and morality they can't even recognize how it's doing anything wrong. And when the editor of Rolling Stone admits that, yes, they violated honest journalism, they lied, they fabricated story details, and they infamed an entire fraternity. How on earth can the publisher of that magazine not fire the writer responsible for the con job? So to the mainstream leftist media, news and agenda-driven activism are the same thing. And when someone gets caught fabricating a totally fake story, they don't get fired. They simply get handed more assignments. And they're told something like, hey, dickhead, don't get caught again. Now, I'm not saying that the conservative media never lies. They have their own storehouse of liars and spin doctors that engage in different brands of deception with claims that pesticides are good for you and Big Pharma wants to help you get healthier. The most incredible news on the conservative side comes from the independent media outlets, you know. Just like the best news on the liberal side comes from the independent writer. But the liberal mainstream media has become a mockery of itself in these last couple of years because they abandoned all journalism ethics like we saw in the Rolling Stone campus rage story. It was totally fabricated, exactly the same way all the other liberal media stories are now either fabricated or exaggerated. And we talked about the Disneyland measles outbreak with Sarah and the arsenic and the California wine science crap and the contrived hysterical targeting of memories pizza. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And what we're left with is a liberal-leading mainstream media that primarily functions as a network of low-grade bloggers and gossip artists who spew hate and bigotry. And the really intelligent journalists and reporters on the left, just like those on the right, are independent bloggers or on their own websites. So the mainstream network news outlets have become tabloid rags at every level. And now they only appeal to junk info, consumers who consume the news the same way they consume chicken McNuggets or Kraft macaroni and cheese. So what do you do? I mean, is this to say, is this to say that we're not supposed to um, think for ourselves? Is this to say, look, you have to understand, life, life is life, okay? 
And there's two ways to go. You can take the road towards endless sense gratification, or you can take the road of spiritual realization. Sense gratification will bring you nothing but misery. I mean, it might be wonderful if all of a sudden you commit to a lot of money and you can build a big house or you have all these women that come to your house or all these men that come to your house and you can have enormous amounts of sex on a daily basis. But then somehow you go bankrupt or the house gets wiped out by a typhoon or somehow you develop some sort of a incurable disease or whatever and it goes like a roller coaster ride. The other option is you can walk down the spiritual path trying to follow the principles that were presented by God. I mean, he's out there trying to help us just like everyone else is out there trying to help us, right? Except he's the perfect one and everyone else has an agenda. So if you walk that spiritual path and you see someone who's got a different color than you or someone who's got a different religion than you, you have to understand that these are merely labels because the driver of the vehicle body being the vehicle is universal and they don't have the labels on them they are part and parcel of God they're spiritual entities that based upon karma have entered various bodies all the different bodies have different labels, different colors, different sizes, different shapes. Everything could range from a tiny ant to a giant gorilla. It doesn't matter. It's a vehicle. That's not the vehicle. The person is the driver of the vehicle. So if you understand that you're the driver of the vehicle, And you're no different, if you're in a human body, you're no different than the driver of a dog body. It's just that your consciousness is more developed. The driver of the dog body will eventually take on a human form. Either he goes the road of sense gratification, where every action has a reaction, and will have to take birth again, in some form until he can approach the spiritual path and try to head back home, back to the spiritual world, and realize that I am not these labels. They have nothing to do with me. And I have to try to realize who and what I am as the driver of the vehicle and realize I am not the vehicle. So that being the case, If you're in a white body and you see a guy in a black body, you transcend that and you see the person driving the body. 
And if you can relate to them on that level, then it becomes good. Some people are too far gone. Some people are too far brainwashed. So you back up a little bit and you try to stay away. I, years ago, I was, you know, chastised, so to speak, for being vocal, uh, being anti-homosexual. I don't care. If that's what somebody chooses to do, that is between them and God. Ain't got nothing to do with me. God already made it clear when he depicted the story in the Bible of Sodom and Gomorrah, what he thought about certain activities. That's what you choose to do, and that's what you choose to ignore. That's your business. Leave me out of it, because I see you as the driver of that body that is overcome by material desires and material functions. And in time, hopefully that can change. So in the meantime, what do we do? I, you know, there's this guy in Chicago, his name was Doc Mike, and he used to do a radio show. And he went on a trip, and he's, he's asking people that would call him asking for advice if they would call me, and that's really nice. But I got all these people calling me, asking me if I know about Doc Mike's doo-doo therapy. No, I don't know about eating doo-doo or drinking urine. Uh, this is one of the things that has passed me by in my life. But one thing I do know is that if you can build, think about this. The reason why we get sick, the reason why we have diseases, is because we are putting stuff into the vehicle that's not good for it. So if we're going to break down the vehicle with, acidity because acid eats away, then we're going to wind up having compromised immune systems. We're going to have degenerative diseases proliferate our body, and we're going to be in constant poor physical shape. What do we do? How do we reverse that? Well, think about it, and I don't leave it up to me. You can research it yourself. You want to have a system that's as alkaline as you can possibly get it. You do not want an acidic environment. Acidity eats away. Alkalinity builds. So if you were to research that, you would find that anything that had a face or a mother, anything that came from anything that had a face or mother, is acidic. And that anything that you consume from a plant or a plant base or whole grains that does not proliferate itself with all kinds of chemicals and stuff is very alkaline. That builds. So to keep it really simple, you just go to a plant-based diet. And in a short period of time, you will be amazed. Here was a guy in Hawaii was one of our councilmen guy weighed about 220 pounds, 230 pounds, 
whatever, you know. And he used to listen to my Saturday show, and he used to think, oh, my God, this guy's so full of crap. Amazing. But one day he said, because he was feeling crappy and he was overweight, he was just got weird. He said, you know, I'm going to prove that Hesh is wrong. I'm going to prove that he's wrong. So I'm going to do what he says so I can prove that he's wrong. In about a month and a half, the guy lost, I don't know. But I would say two months, the guy was down to 140 pounds. His skin was shiny. He had energy that he could not believe that he had not seen that he had on him in years. And it was unbelievable. And he called into my show one day and he said, you know, I always thought you were full of crap, man. But, and I want to prove you wrong. But I can't prove you wrong. He said, the only problem is that my girlfriend was hoping that I could take a break every once in a while because uh, I seem to be driving her crazy with all my energy. And uh, she was hoping that she could get off her back for a while so she could do other things. So the thing is that it works, but you got to do it. I can't, I can't do it for you. And if you have stuff that you're having a problem with, you have stuff that can't be reversed, you have stuff you're taking drugs for, forget it, man. Organic sulfur crystals heals just about everything. It'll blow your mind out. If you can find the freshest, softest bee pollen. That will melt in your mouth. It's amazing. And then there's the superfood. If you go to my website, which is www.elthalk.com and click on products, you can read about four products. I have not had the flu or a flu shot or gotten a cold in over 20 years. And all I do is eat food every day of my life and work out and do exercise and just, you know, take one day at a time. And it works. So anyway, Joint Harrison is, uh, you know, no matter what I do, I can't shut the guy up. And I love him. And My Sweet Lord is my favorite song. So we've got a few minutes left. Why don't we let George do his thing? And, uh,
radical religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio are not necessarily the views held are not presented as all statements heard on American those who speak the Are you concerned about prescription drug dependency to stay healthy? Are you worried that the cost and availability of your medications may put your health at risk? Perhaps it's time you consider a natural, safe, and effective way to deal with your health problems. If only you knew where to start. Start right here. Tune in to Herb Talk Live with herbalist Wendy Wilson every Tuesday and Thursday evening, 7 p.m. on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, where your healthcare options just became endless. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and or organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. or even stabilizing, all fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe, all tried fiat currency and chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 19... Assets with gold and silver. Visit discount gold and silver trading at dgscoins.com. That's dg seven five four one eight eight. That's eight hundred three seven five four one eight eight. Protect yourself and your family.
Welcome to Mission Watch Live, another Messiah's Branch National Satellite Radio Program. We are broadcasting from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Net Radio Net uh, Radio Network. Wow! Today's date is April 9, twenty fifteen. With Mission Watch Live, we are warning the world as it happens. If you need help with anything after this program, please call me. If you need prayer, you can call me for that also. If you get the machine, please leave your name, your number, your prayer request, and or message. The phone number, of course, is 620-878-4682. 620-878-4682. In an emergency, that's an emergency, my cell phone number is 316 316- Six one nine four eight eight six three one six six one nine four eight eight six. You can always find updates with the breaking news, our ministry, radio program archives, and our mailing address at our blog, which is simply prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. Of course, you can find radio archives over there. You get to prophecyhour.com and scroll down, look on the right. It says End Time Radio Archives. You can get our radio archives at that place. Anyway, once you get over there, then you get, it takes you to a place called branch.podomatic.com. At branch.podomatic.com, they have some uh, apps that you can listen and download to your smartphone and, and uh, so you can listen to it easier. Although both sites, without downloading any apps, is very smartphone-friendly. And I hear that at least 50% of the people out there that listen to radio nowadays are listening on their smartphone. The wave of the future has overtaken us. Anyway, of course, I still don't have a smartphone. I got a flip phone. And uh, anyway, so uh, anyway, so it's a real blessing. But, you know, I have a flip phone. And if I want, I just don't feel like I need to carry my computer around with me. I'm on a computer well enough, so... Uh, but to all you people that use smartphones, that's a blessing, and, and you know, I, I pray you stay informed. Also pray that you share these radio programs with other people because that's how you can help our ministry because, you know, it takes a couple of thousand listeners before it affects somebody that wants to donate to support our ministry. But don't get me wrong. This radio program does support our ministry, and that's how we stay afloat. So, and while I'm talking about that, if these radio programs bless you, as you notice, we don't sell anything on this radio program. This is it. We have no commodities to sell you at all whatsoever. So if you're being blessed by this national satellite radio program or international program by Internet, then pray about a donation for radio airtime because those people at the radio station got to eat too. So pray about it so we can pay our radio airtime and it will be a blessing. 
Now a prayer will bring on tonight's guest. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua Hamashiach's name I pray. Father, I pray the radio tonight goes according to your will and not my will nor our guest will. Because, Father, we don't really know how to do anything. You know how to do all things. And so we ask for your guidance by your spirit tonight. And please give everyone out there ears in which to hear the truth. Amen and amen. Well, tonight we have back on with us Tom Carey. We always have a good time when Tom's on. He's a minister and co-founder of the Church of God Ministries International. He's been an ordained minister for 20 years. Some of his responsibilities are to serve as director of operations, write a monthly newsletter for the mailing list, produce the quarterly magazine for the church. He also produces sermons and Bible studies. The Church of God International has ministers and small congregations scattered all around the United States, Canada, Trinidad, and Kenya. If you folks out there are not familiar with them, well, they're Sabbath keepers and biblical holy feast day keepers, I guess. Well, they're keeping the commandments of God in the faith of Yeshua. That's the best way to explain it. So, you know, uh, they may be your, uh, a lot of you folks don't like to, to go to Messianic congregations and you feel like there's too much Jewishness in there. Well, you might want to check out um, the Church of God uh, International. That might be your cup of tea. Anyway, let's welcome now back Tom Carey. Are you there with me, Tom? Hey, Pastor Dan. Yeah, I'm here with you. I just got through hear, watching. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah, I can hear you just fine. You know. oh, okay, I'm sitting in the hotel room up in Tennessee tonight. Yeah, I know you're out here. You're on an adventure. I'm going to ask you about that adventure in just a second here. You know, I just got through watching your trailer, I guess, for that uh, documentary that you're involved with. And you were talking to Jonathan Kane and Mark Blitz and Bill Solace. It was really interesting. But I liked the part before where you were sitting on the, the bank of the, of the river and you were looking out over New Orleans. That really impressed me. I appreciate that. We were, I was, when we put it through the, uh, the tie-in to Hurricane Katrina's, which like like a Hurricane Katrina did, but that was the focus of how did the Nabatees do Yeah, and so let's go right into it. So what is the out-of-the-mouth of two witnesses special for the people? Actually, what we did there, we, we took a play on words. Uh, I guess you might you might look at the title and you look at the cover of the DVD and, and the uh, the We're actually quoting a scripture, Second Corinthians thirteen, out of the mouth of two. So we began using the witnesses, which we, in fact, God says, even the moon uses my. So I used the, the two witnesses. Morning sign, but Joel says, before the awesome of the terrible day of the to give its life. And so those events would have to take place before. We have to get the people's attention. First thought goes to Revelation, thinking about these two witnesses. I read up front that we're not talking about these two witnesses. Amen. Well, you know, it's a really good trailer. Um, so w- what's up with this special? I mean, you know, um, tell us about the special and what's the format. Okay, the format is we, we break it down into four sections. It runs for an hour. Really drew, uh, I mean, a, a, an incredible 
that on the TV because before it's over, the next uh, has the opportunity to go to 200. Yeah, amen. On, on television. So when we when we did the program, we thought we were going to get funding. Um, didn't come through, so we had to outreach, and it's being shown on the uh, Lasebo. Well, uh, Mr. Summerall, who owns it, which is Les Summerall's uh, son, who owns the Lasebo Broadcasting, actually came to New Orleans and he up the Lasebo Broadcasting, sat and watched the entire one hour. Mm-hmm. He felt when it was over, they, they told the representative, give, give me a call. And what they decided to do is give us free time in the Middle East. Really? So what they had done, yeah, this is, I mean, this is, had to cancel one of the networks. Right. We're broadcast on WTV, family Entertainment. Had to cancel the Middle East. They went back, they looked at the time, for one hour time, pitched the commercial to promote the special. It was going to go to 200 million homes in 22 countries. So it wow. Wasn't seen in Israel. Wow, that's a blessing. So, so the, the, the focus is, is, is have a more intelligent audience as far as the I tell you, I traveled last year for the fall festivals, and I talked to in seven cities in seven seven days. Went to seven. Right. I asked people about some of the concerns. Really? And so. Now wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. Uh, that, that's, uh, let's uh, get a little more specific. Was these uh, like you know you said you would travel during the feast time to these meetings? Was these uh, you know uh, Church of God meetings or uh, other people well, that you know other churches? Most, yeah, they were, we had a lot of guests from other churches actually who were, who were attending. I knew mm-hmm. the people in our churches knew about it, but I mean that's right. a perfect storm. Remember that? Yeah, Amen. That's why it's surprising when you said that not a hand went up at one place, and I thought, well, he couldn't have been talking to his flock or the father's flock because you keep them informed, I thought. Um, you know, you, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I mean, uh, excuse me for being shocked. I was just, you know, okay. But, yeah, but go on. But that was pretty – that's, that's funny. I'm going to tell you, you're doing a pretty lousy job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's funny. Okay. Okay. So, so I kind of wonder, so why in the world, uh, you know, why is it that people don't understand? All my life, I would never look at things with the sun and the moon. But there's only a few scriptures, I mean, I can give you a whole bunch, but I want just a couple of scriptures that God with the sun. In fact, you go to Genesis where it starts off with, it says, for signs, for signs. So if you look at the original Hebrew words, in the
why we don't look at them? We won't look there. God says we look at these, and then Joel says, when you go to Joel 2, 38. But we don't look there all our lives because we us to some extent. You know, i got to admit, you know, when people go into poem readings, paracord readings, and just, that's absolutely counterintuitive. But right. if we just define the scripture itself, Well, hey man, I, I totally agree. The the problem that we have is is we're getting we're, and you can correct me, and I hope you correct me that I am wrong. But I, my, it seems to me that we're in beginning to be or already in an age where people are getting further and further away from knowing the scriptures. Period. Not reading them, relying on others just to tell them a little bit tidbit, you know, teasers here and there what's going on, and so they just don't know the scriptures, and so. You know, it's it, it, it's easy for them to be deceived, and and when they talk about things like, um, like you say, like well, they say, well, that's astrology. We're to stay away from it. Well, they don't realize that they just read the the Word of God. You know, astrology is the devil's uh, invention to get you away from the fact that we are supposed to look at these things. I says he 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 just told Job, and then he says. Question Job, he said, you lose the know that, that just in recent years, discovered that those two constellations together do a magnificent that the two cannot be said. God's telling, telling Job thousands of years ago about the constellations, that he placed them there to lose the binds of those two constellations. Nobody knew what he was talking about until modern times. Yeah, amen. Well, you know, everything he does is perfect, uh, of course. So he put these things for us to see. You know, these folks, it's just like these blood moons and all these things. If you were on any other planet in the universe, you, you couldn't see these things. These are specific no. to yeah. the Earth. Are they not? Yeah, those... Yeah, they are. And you know what's amazing, Pastor Dan? Thankfully, NASA, with the technology they have today, they I don't believe in coincidences at all. Well, you know, um, looking at your video there, um, you were rubbing uh, shoulders with some uh, pretty uh, intelligent guys. Not that they're any smarter than the average bear out there, but I like them all. Don't get me wrong. Rabbi Khan, uh, he's been on this program. In fact, first time, the second time he was on this program, he said to me, he said, well, we already talked about the harbinger. He said, but I've got something that I'm trying to bring forward. I'm just working on it right now. And he brought up the Samita. And we talked about the Semitic, yeah. And I always badly pronounce it. And 
But anyway, so we talked about that. But I've had Mark Lutz on here numerous times, and Bill Solis. Every time he writes a new book, he gets a hold of me. But so these people are in this documentary. So we get all, we were we were really blessed. We got them all together in the same location. Really? So we filmed for two days. We filmed on two back to back. That's pretty amazing. We got one more. We got one more guy that's on the show that he's not as known uh, as as those other gentlemen are. His name's Troy Duhon. Troy Duhon is the executive producer. Oh really? And he, yeah, he lived in New Orleans also, and and actually he was my boss for a number of years. I had no idea that he found out. <laughs> yeah, I worked at a dealership and I ran a body shop. You know, so you know, yeah. I was invited to a prayer breakfast and they, they had some of these um, there was there and a bunch yeah. of senators and businessmen, and he was the guest of honor. I said, but it was. I mean, after Hurricane Katrina, tells his story and we we close our program. Is a program of hope to let people know that when you go through a disaster, you got to keep your eye at the end of it. Created that movie last year. Nobody would touch it because he's trying to hit some hard subjects. He's got five more that's going to come out. So right. I, people want to know about God. They're just not being told in the churches. That movie grossed a hundred million. I want to let me address that for a moment, and uh, we've got about three or four minutes from break. And when we come back from break, I'm going to uh, twist your arm and have you tell us some of what these folks shared with you. But uh, uh, I was taught I, I present the news on another fellow's program today, and, and we were talking uh, about how the churches, you know, isn't bringing anything forward. Um, why do you think that is? Do you think that why do you think their mouths so shut? If they would have opened their mouth, it seems to me that we wouldn't have lost prayer in the schools. If they would have opened their mouth, you know, um, it seems to me we wouldn't have had all this over-homosexuality marriage, you know, and so on and so forth. Uh, you, What do you yeah, think is keeping the church shut? Yeah, well, why do you think the church is being quiet? Well, they've taken a position to be politically correct rather than biblically correct. Instead of standing up for what God says and take the front, to take the, the to take the forefront and the lead that this is a nation established by God, and we're not going to allow these things to come into. Had we had the, the, the of this nation, they would have put the pressure on the members in the Congress and the Senate because they wanted to be politically correct and they didn't want to offend anybody. Television stations, but once you talked about. The, the, the biblical definition of marriage, you can just about cancel your program on TV today. They're not going to put you on it. Rather than stand up for God, they have compromised the truth and don't talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. If, if they would have just spoke up before this wave, tidal wave hit um, in Latin, which they allowed to happen, you know, it could have stopped it. They wouldn't have had to worry about standing up for it on their TV, on their TV programs or radio programs and so on and so forth, but they let it go too far. Um, a number hit me the other day, and it was, I think it was from Bobby Jindal or one of the politicians. They were talking, and they said that, that uh, 80% of America still proclaims themselves to be Christians. Um, it seems, 
being controlled by just a few people. That's right. We're being controlled by those who have, I call them the gatekeepers. They're the ones who are allowing to get out into the main let here. And that's being controlled by the left wing, so to, I, I guess, I, I'm not trying to be political, I don't know. But just by those well. who are for, they're not following God, and they're not trying to follow the biblical principles of the of the television and most of the radio. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact, I, I I was just sent a new book for our World Net Daily, and uh, it talks about the conspiracy of how they, they came in and through education and everything changed it. And uh, I'm not yet – they haven't gave me the liberty to even give the name of the book yet because it's not in print, but it, it arrived here. But I'm going to be doing a really good interview on that where it hits the nail on the head where this problem came from. But uh, anyway, um, so is we got about a minute, uh, about two minutes before break. We'll, how can they get this DVD or where can they see it at? Okay, they can, they can see it. It's going to be aired. For the next two Saturday nights on World Harvest Television, 10 Eastern and 11 Eastern and 10 Central. I don't know. They'll have to look at their local listing or their, their uh, cable. Right. I think it's going to be on DISH. But World Harvest Television, 11 Eastern this, this week. Then in two weeks, it transfers to whatever, whatever is available in the area. That's where it's going to be aired. Now, what day of the week and did I hope you say? the website to see the trailer. Yeah, the it's trailer. a great trailer. Not to interrupt, but what what day of the week you said Saturday? Saturday night. Uh huh. Yeah, Saturday night. I'm just yeah, I, I'm writing all this night. down, so I'm going to put it on this thing. <laughs> anyway, give it the address of the website before I forget. And we'll go to break. When it goes to when it goes to Sunday night, I mean, uh, it'll be it'll be on Sunday night on the family entertainment. First three is on, on Saturday night on World Harvest, and the second three is Okay, well, you better give your website. We only got 30 seconds left. Oh, GUCW.org. That's God's Unchanging Word.org. Just go to GUCW.org. Well, the trailer and, and the information. Okay, folks, two things. Uh, number one, wherever you find this program, we're live now if you can call us live. But uh, <laughs> anyway, if uh, wherever you find this radio program and archives, there will be a link to the website, and I'll also put a link to the trailer on it. You, when we come back, you can tell us in three minutes if we can buy it. Away, Pastor Dan will be right back.
Well, we're back. This is Pastor Dan Catlin, and you're listening to Mission Watch Live on the American Voice Radio Network. Well, folks, remember to pray at night about a donation for our work with the homeless and poor from our mission church in Wichita, Kansas. And I'm going to give you an example about uh, something that happened to me earlier this week when I was at the mission church. I was sitting out back, and, you know, I just got through putting my Bible up because, you know, I was sitting outside. I read a, was reading the scripture where the people were at. And, and uh, anyway, I was standing out by the fence and leaning there, just, you know, soaking up some sun. And this woman, you know, there's always something strange going on because it's kind of a strange neighborhood. But anyway, this, this woman was driving by in a nice truck, and she slammed on her brakes. And I went, oh, I wonder what that's all about. And she looked at me and then pulled into the parking lot and kept motion for me to come here, come here, you know. And so Craig and I, which is an elder of the church, uh, uh, went over there and, you know, kind of leaned in the car with us. Can we help you? And she says, yeah. She says, I don't know if you remember me or not, but, you know, back a few years ago, I was real beat up and abused and I had no place to go, at least that I could get to. And I had Nate, and I, I was just really messed up, and I had to get out of the neighborhood. Otherwise, I was going to be dead. And you gave me uh, some money, and I was able to get a, a cab ride uh, out of the area, and you gave me some money, and I ate on it. And it really just saved my life. And so now I'm a hospice nurse, and, you know, I'm doing really well. And, and uh, uh, I just wanted to, to tell you that, and then she, you know, gave me a gate. She said, I want to give you a donation, and I don't like to kill people's blessings, but she gave us a, uh, a donation, and uh, um, and she said she was going to be back. Um, now, whether or not she does come back and gives another donation, you know, she said that her father had passed away and that she was going to, you know, make a donation. Now, I really don't care. I mean, I it's not that I don't care. I'm like this. I believe in donations when they hit my hand because I, you know, if I had every donation that was promised to this ministry, since this ministry was started, we wouldn't be asking for donations. You know, we prayed with so many people and we've seen, seen them get miracle things happen in their lives and change them financially. But you know, so many times people forget. Um, but I'm not saying that for this reason. I was really blessed by this uh, person's testimony because I turned around and told Craig, um, you know, this elder, I said, well, you know, and he's been with us for a couple of years. I said, you see, I said, there's people like that. We've been helping people for thou- uh, for 15 years. It adds up in the long run to being thousands upon thousands of people that we've helped. Some of them with first aid, you know, walk in, beat up, bloody. We fix them up. Cold medications. We saved their lives from freezing to death. Saved frostbitten feet. We give out Bibles, miracle prayers, all these various things that we do. And you know what? We do so without any kind of a budget. You know, um, we spend down to the last dime in our pockets to help these people because, you know, it's endless. Yeah, I know at some point if I had millions of dollars, I wouldn't have to spend to my last dime. But I don't own anything. I give everything in my life to the Father, and so my money is not my money. It all belongs to the Father, and so... You know, we'll bless down to the last time in our pocket, you know, if the real need's there. We buy shoes. We do all kinds of things, coats, hats, gloves, food. You name it, that's what we do. People walk in and ask for what they need, and then we pray it in. You know, if we don't have it right, then we pray it in. And so, you know, that's why even agencies, you know, tell people about um, the, the which 
tell a mission church because they have guidelines. You know, they have to go in there and fill out a form, and if, if you don't fill out the form just uh, particularly correctly, then they can't help you. And so they just know miracle things goes on over here. Like that police officer said a few weeks ago that we were a legend. Um, it's just because we do things without control. You go to a, to a normal big church or something, you know, and, and uh, ask them for a donation. And I'm not down in churches, but they're, they're locked up in the fact that they can't just reach in their pocket most of the time and give it to you. They've got to go through a council of elders or some kind of thing or this thing. Well, at Messiah's branch, we reach in our pocket and we hand it to you. We need a prayer. We don't do like some ministers say, hey, here's my card, make an appointment. We just pray right then. So pray for us. We really do need your help. You know, we should have paid our airtime this year. And I know we have a lot of people who have been listening to us as long as we've been on the air. So some of you folks pray about sending in a donation. You can do that by uh, mailing a check or money order. You can find all that information at ProfCR.com, or you can make a donation for the work that we do. Either way, uh, it's a blessing. If you can do it online, it gets to me immediately. But you know what? Um, no matter donations, no matter what size helps, but the father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart, that's where. Anyway, we're having a good time tonight. We're now back on with Tom Carey. Are you still there with me, Tom? Well, hey, Pastor Dan, yes, I'm still here. Well, you're a blessing. I always enjoy doing radio with you. I was telling my producer, I said I can laugh and joke with you, and we just always seem to have a good time. Amen. Yeah, they really, I mean, from the from the very first time, in fact, when we just introduced each other in the in the warm up, I remember you saying, "I wish we'd had this tape; it would have been better than the program." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Anyway, um, so you, I, like we were saying before the break, you were you're really hooked up for this film. Uh, well, let me ask you the first question. First question is, can this DVD be purchased? Yeah, actually, we, we would really hope that because I'm a, I'm a lot like you. If you go to our website, our church doesn't sell anything either. Everything we have is given away. And what we did with the special is we we stepped out on faith and we bought a lot of time, and very expensive. And, and so we actually don't have any all the funding for it, but we went with it anyway. So what we've what we've made available is if they go to God's Unchanging Word, they'll find a link to uh, quality video productions, and, and in that they can buy. The extended version, the extended version of the special, which is about 85 minutes long, and we also have the full one-hour interviews with the uh, with the guests, and we also put together a uh, two-hour Bible study given the biblical foundation that we talked about in the actual TV special. Really? So if they go there and, and purchase those, that would be a great help for us because we're still finding the funding, and the receipt broadcasting, they've been so nice, they actually let us pay on notes, like like each month, put so much down right, to, right. to help us put the program out. So I was thinking when you were talking about the people you helped locally over there, I, yeah. I wonder how many others you helped, like my, people like myself who are small, to be able to get God's warning out. And because you have a program, others you help like you've been doing with us. Amen. You know what? Bless you um, for that. Bless you for that. Let me say something about that a minute. You know, uh, number one, I feel that uh, when I started doing radio, I'd already been, you know, helping the homeless and poor for quite some time. But, um, you know, I felt that uh, radio was a – my heart is for one, but I felt radio was a blessing to me because I really enjoy talking, you know, like with you, brother, and getting to meet people. And so radio to me is a real blessing. 
up by my father. So that's a blessing. So number two, um, you know what? I re- I do a lot of research and reading, you know, and I have people like Joel Richardson. Let's talk about him for a second. You know, now he seems to be a pretty big name in, in some of these uh, uh, with the things that he's putting out and the books that he's putting out. Well, Joel and I are friends. I put Joel on, on my radio program years ago when he had just did a, his first book with Wallace Shubat called God's War on Terror, and we developed a relationship. And uh, so, you know, over the years, there's lots of people like him that, you know, start. I got them when they just started out, you know what I'm saying? And when they just wrote a book and the book wasn't known. And so, you know, yeah, amen. I, and I, I'm glad to be able to do that and help those people. And, uh, you know, because I believe that we're in, I'm convicted, you know what I'm saying? This program, I'm convicted that we need to warn the people. That's what it's about, you know, and I'll tell them the truth. It's like this, and I do another radio program, like I say, where I present the news on, and we were talking about this today. The, the fellow was saying, well, I'll put out whatever I, you know, uh, I want to. I'm not worried about pleasing the people, and that's the way with me. The message that comes out over this radio program is what the Father's put on my heart, whether it's the person I have him put, it, uh, put on the air or not. It's what I feel the Father wants, and you know what? A lot of times it's a hard message. If I, uh, you know, and I don't care. I mean, if the people don't like it, okay, I'm sorry. I please my father, and that's what I'm interested in, is pleasing my father. Thank you. And that's where the blessings come from. If we, if we, if we ever veer away from that, then. Yeah, amen, amen. Well, anyway, and but you were, again, you were hooked up with, you had to come out of there with some, uh, uh, information. You were hooked up with Rabbi Khan, Mark Blitz, Bill Salas, and this, and Troy all at the same time. What did you come away with? Well, I, I, I tell you, what, what we were able to put together is, is patterns, looking at history. So let me, I'll just briefly go back as Mark to start off with because we can look at the Blood Moon Tetrad and we can see that historically, over the last seven Seven times, even all the way back to 167, 168. Every time there was a there was a, a blood moon tetrad, there was a historic movement and change. You've seen it. You've seen it very actively by the time sevens in the mid 700s and the roots rise of Muslim and persecution of Christians. Got it with the information that followed um, Christopher Columbus and discovering America. A lot of people don't put two and two together, but had that event not taken place, persecution of the would have never had America and the freedom that, that God needed in the nation to be able to proclaim at any time. Look around the world, there's no other nation that has the freedom that Right. And then you come to, to 1948-49, but with the establishment of Israel, 768. Both of those events are key. Those two events not taken never had the fulfillment of prophecy. Right. So here we are now. So when I was on the broadcast last week in Lassie, they asked, well, what do you expect to happen last week with the blood? I didn't expect anything to happen that week. But those are signs that 
looking at, and my concern is, forward now over the next seven years. Yeah. So when you bring it to that stage, that's what brings us to Jonathan. Jonathan talks about the Shemitah. I tell you, if the people don't have the book, or, or, or get our DVD and listen to his full one-hour special, and they'll get it. He talks so fast, you get about an hour and a half of talk in an hour. So. <laughs> yeah, amen. Uh, I, I know what you mean. He, he, did, he did a presentation. You know, basically, we get about 20 minutes of talk before the break and 20 minutes after, and he covered the whole Shemitah thing on my radio program in about that time, way back when he did it. And it, there wasn't no other recordings out there about it. And uh, it is still in the radio archive. Oh, really? Well, people need to go there and listen to that. In the one-hour special we had, we had the full interview, the hardest thing for me was to gear down these guys to take you know 10 to 15 minutes of each one of them and put them in to a one-hour special and just grab the highlights. But right. the concern we've got with the Shemitah is you look over the last couple hundred years, you look at Civil War, it was a Shemitah year, you look at World War One since 1917. But you go back, and this is really fun if the audience hadn't done it, tell them, make a note. Is take the Shemitah year. Just get a calculator or an ad machine and subtract seven. And then just keep going back seven, seven, and seven. And look at events that take place on those every seven years. You're going to be shocked. We had the end of World War II. We had we had the the, the beginning of the, the calamity of America in, in the four Shemitahs later, 1973. The world began in the United States had an economic had the, the end of our first war we lost, literally lost, was uh, Vietnam. And, and and also what happened then was a very concerning thing, and, and I hope that was the year that the Supreme Court on abortion. And so now, you know, 2015, and the Supreme Court again on gay marriage. They'll probably pass from, from all the yeah. indications. They'll probably pass. So you got 2001. I mean, we can look at seven days to the minute, as, as Jonathan says, to the minute, to the, to the second. With the close of Wall Street, seven days later, you have on Rule 29, this called the day of release, the day before, with pictures of return of Christ, you have the collapse of Wall Street in 2001. Seven years later, in 2008, by the way, I told Jonathan about this. I was traveling in 2007 at the beginning of that Shemitah year. At the end of 2007, the beginning of 2008, I'm running around the country like a crazy man warning about the economic collapses. I had right. no clue. I, didn't, I really didn't have no clue how it tied into God's years of relief. Talk about that. And I just sat at my desk and I cried like a baby. So then it finally came... <laughs> Full circles, and that's why I had these warnings. Yeah, and I didn't amen. know. I, I really, and I told him about that in our program. Yeah, Here we are now, and, I'm, and, and here's what concerns me. I don't know if anything will happen on in this in this Shemitah year. We've got enough indication, hundreds of years now, events have happened, and especially in. Or the day before the return of Jesus, ushering in of the 
after 9-11. Market is already nervous. His volatility is picking up all the time. And so we were in 2008. We're getting new records all the time. There's euphoria. We're, you know, everybody's making money hand over fist. Right. Meanwhile, the debt's climbing and, and literally in the worst condition today than we were back in 2008. Right. Yeah. Amen. There, I, I just covered a news article that was talking about that. There, they, the, from Forbes magazine, it said that there's four bubbles that they're waiting for to burst at any time, and the, and the people don't realize it. And the dollar keeps climbing, and it's it, it, they're looking for economists are looking for it to burst. But you know that that's just one of the things that that could happen with uh, this. Uh, particular president we have, he has started so many, you know, grass fires or worldwide fires, I don't know what you want to call them, all over the place that could explode at any minute. So we could get it in more than one different way. Do you agree or disagree? Well, I agree. I t- and I tell you what, and that's why I was so blessed to have Bill Salas on the program at the same time. We didn't start off with him because I, didn't, I wasn't aware of, of, of his books. But I tell you, when you look at his books, he's got one, the newest one that you probably had on your show is called uh, Nuclear Showdown in Iran, talking about the prophecy of Elam. And the president, it, it almost is like it's prophetic that the president is our nation down, which is going to bring about the fulfillment of Jeremiah 49, because it talks about God bringing Elam down, which is Iran. It talks about somebody breaking the bow. You know, what is a bow? A bow is a launcher. It takes something that shoots off an arrow. So what does Iran got? Uh, Iran is Iran, and they got they got rockets. they got the launchers. So Israel's not going to stand for that. Now they're gonna, it's almost like the president has forced them into a no-win situation that they're going to have to take a stand and do Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, uh, I believe... When the Arab Spring started, in fact, that's when I started using trumpets on this program, that things had changed. The Father put it on my heart, and I started using the trumpets, and then he eased up on me. But my point is this. I believe that the fires that are started right now in the Middle East, you're not going to see. I don't believe there's going to be a peace. I just feel that it's going to just keep escalating and escalating, and I think that these these different skirmishes and wars is what's rearranging itself and to be the people that are going to go against Israel. Of course, that was Bill's second book that we talked about, too, is Psalm 82, talking about all these nations that have this confederacy that rise up against against. That's why the prophecy in the blood moon of 1963, as Luke says, when you see armies surrounding Jerusalem, had God not given his Jerusalem back to Israel, there'd be no need to treat the Right. Right, yeah, absolutely, 100% correct. I don't think we will either. I believe this Middle East is just going to develop the kingdom of the South, establish and eventually create the kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. And, folks, there's some things that we should really be paying attention to, like like this. You know, um, basically out of the Middle East, uh, the Islamists or whatever have already named that they believe that 2015, 2016, they're going to see the the rise of their Mahdi is going to re- reveal himself. 
They also believe that and then you have uh, Erdogan, I think that's how you or spell his name from Turkey, um, that new leader. Uh, some of the people in their, their country are proclaiming him to be a god, you know, and treating him like a god, okay? Um, we also found that Joel Richardson pointed out to me that they're, you know, somebody has to be given ISIS guns and support and so on and so forth, and, and he says that it's Turkey. I believe that. Um, but, you know, you're seeing such a massive real alignment uh, of things, and all these people are fighting over the, around the Euphrates River area, which, as you know, is really very prominent in the end-time scenario. So it's like, uh, hang on to your hat. So what advice do you have people? You know, we're sitting here, and we've got the attention of a lot of people, and when this goes into replay, it'll go into all over the world. What do you want to say to the people? What should they ought to do for themselves at this time? Well, they, they, need, they need to get their houses in order. Um, you know, still spending lots of money and buying new cars and buying new houses. Buys to, to settle back and, and take a second look. Then they need to get focused at, at close to God because this, when this goes down, when you look at prophetic events, the only thing that's going to save people is Jesus. They, they've got to turn their trust, their faith, and their focus on God. And the only thing that's going to get through is what's coming. Not only yeah. the people repent. So I don't yeah, know amen. I think, you know, people call him their, their Lord and Master. I suggest that they make him really Lord of, of their lives and, and do the things that he says, just as he said. Because I, I don't see it. People, you know, I said earlier in the program, 80% of the people proclaim themselves to be um, Christians. Out of that, I don't believe that near even half will be actually saved. What do you think? According to Scripture, you look, if you look, even look at the uh, prophecy of the cutting uh, the halfway asleep, so look at that if you want to go a little translation over it. Whether it's literal or not, I don't really know. But what, what I do see is that, unfortunately, from Revelation, is that out of the tribulation that's coming, there will be an innumerable multitude. Amen. They will, they will be converted. Why would someone want to wait for that? Yeah. Amen. Why would you want to wait? Exactly. It'll be harder. I'd rather be tested now before the, the other trouble hits, you know, than, than later because the Father's always going to test you when you come to him. Okay, well, I'll give you. The judgment begins today at the house of God. Yeah, and amen. I'd rather be there than wait. Yeah, amen. Well, brother, um, we talk, uh, we're at the end of the program. You're going to have to come back on. Uh, any final words or thoughts? Well, if there's anybody who also has a program that, you know, like to talk about this and help us get the word out, you know, just, just call or go to the website. We'd be glad to talk to their programs, too, because I know you've got a lot of connections on that end. But I want to tell how much I thank you for this opportunity, because when I talk to you, you, you that really means a lot, because I know you I want to thank you and your ministry. You be blessed, brother. Again, your website is? It's, God, it's called God's Unchanging Word. It's gw.org. Really easy to remember. All right. 
Well, thanks for being on with me. Thanks for doing the film. I'll be sure and catch it, and uh, I'll get me a copy. And and uh, uh, when's your quarterly magazine come out? Uh, it just came out last week. I'll, I'll send you a current. We got we got BB on the front cover. Yeah. Hey, well, send me a current one. I'd like to see it. Oops, sorry, grumps up. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you be blessed, brother. I gotta let you go. All right. Thanks, Pastor Dan. All right. Be blessed. Bye bye. Well, that was Tom Carey, uh, co-founder of the International Church of God, Worldwide Church of God. Yeah, International Church of God. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, go to the website. Uh, he's got a lot of things over there. Uh, he's a good dude, and, you know, he uh, is trying to get the word out. I strongly suggest that uh, if you get a chance to see the video, if you can buy the video, that will help them out to get the funding to pay off the production that they're doing. Go over there and look at the uh, uh, trailer. It's a really neat trailer. Anyway, folks, I really need you to pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church. Um, we really do need your help at this time. And we are trying, I'm also, as a sideline, I'm trying to raise $1,500 if you're interested. And in, I'm trying to get a video production that I want to do that will promote this ministry and warn some people. So pray about that also. But we really do need your help for the Mission Church, and radio airtime is not free. It costs us to be on international radio, uh, national satellite radio. It costs money. Pray about supporting airtime. But i got to get out of here. Remember, always, always, always be a blessing to others. You must remember, folks, that there is only one God. That's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave his life for repented sins. He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him, and only through him, is the way to, the, to your Father. Remember to love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is love your neighbor as thyself. Be a blessing to others, folks. Pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church. Lord our God, Father, King Universe, asking Yeshua HaMashiach's name, that the Father blesses and keeps you, and his face shines upon you, and is gracious to you, and gives you peace. Until an hour from now, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. Just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. Write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, to West 4th Street. Lawrence, Kansas, 5-1. Tune in next time for Messiah's Branch.
Transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 1595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Job stress, financial obligations, or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs' emotional stress formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3w.thepowerherbs.com. blood sugar imbalance, weight gain, and prostate, erectile dysfunction. Make the hormones. Century to see herbs have been used to balance the male hormone system. Male hormone formula. Call apothecary herbs toll free 866-229 3663 for the male hormone formula. 866-229-3663. Online at thepowerherbs.com. 866-229-3663. You have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option. You need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in six seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. Seconds count. You want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now your emergency heart attack kit toll free 866-229-3663 national callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3w.thepowerherbs.com Reversing or even stabilizing, all fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe, all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold.
processor and paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Talk Live. I'm your resident herbalist, Bunny Wilson. Hope you had a great day. We're here to empower you. That's what we like to do here on Herb Talk. Magical engineer Frank and I, we're here to empower you, and that's what we're going to do. Thanks for joining us on American Voice Radio. Uh, we're going to be talking about a variety of things today. Uh, we're going to touch on that homesteading topic again. A lot of people, it's popular. And also we're going to talk about um, some of the uh, health concerns people have these days and some of the foods that can contribute or help with those health concerns. And, um, and you know, allergy season's full swing, and we may touch on some more of that today, um, more tips on how to um, eliminate allergies and um, reduce your inflammation, sneezing, all that good stuff. So we got lots to talk about, and we have a quack report. But before we get to that big salute and Semper Five, we are going to lift our righteous men and women up in uniform, pray for them as well as all of America. I'm praying for righteous leadership. I'm praying for men of understanding and knowledge in the way of the Lord. I'm praying for a restoration of one nation under God. What do you say? I am. I'm saying, you know, as Isaiah 59, seek the Lord, ask for truth and justice. That's what I'm asking for, that he in- install that in some powerful leadership in this nation and that it be put back on Prayer of the faithful can save the sick. And prayers of the righteous avail us much. Hope you'll join me in seeking the Lord's face and asking, because you're not going to get anything unless you ask. And without further ado, let's do the quack report. Thanks, Frank. What have we got in the cracker? Johnson Johnson's in trouble. They pleaded guilty to selling tainted children's Tylenol laced with heavy metals and carcinogenic components. Yes, yeah, so the Children's Tylenol and Motrin, makers of Johnson Johnson, pleaded guilty to charges that they sold contaminated products. Uh, as reported um, in the Philadelphia Inquirer, uh, the company has agreed to pay um, $25 million after pleading guilty to a single criminal count in federal court over poor manufacturing practices at its Fort Washington facility. So um, the company has uh, got to make restitution uh, because they did find in May of '09 when a customer complained that there were these black specks in the liquid at the bottom of the infant's Tylenol uh, product, and also there was complaints of mildew and moldy smells. And so, you know, there was supposed to be 100 million in repairs made to the facility, 
when the complaint was made, they promised Johnson & Johnson, under Laura McNeil, um, part of the uh, McNeil about the presence of black specks, they promised a plan of action to document to prevent this from happening and install better equipment at the facility. Um, but when the, the FDA inspector asked where the plan was, the employees at the McNeil plant said there wasn't one. McNeil's failure to comply with current good manufacturing practices is seriously troubling, according to the Attorney General. And uh, so this is um, why they got to pay the money. Moving along in the crack report, let's see. Um, we're going to go to the UK for this one. Um, apparently, the um, Affordable Care Act version of the health care over in the UK having some problems. Um, they have the socialized medicine over there. Apparently, there's been an investigation, and there's been some gross uh, negligence and, I would say, downright, downright fraud. Uh, they've, people have been spending millions on prescriptions for, get this, suntan lotion and toothpaste. So analysis was not favorable. Patients uh, were given um, tap, uh, prescription tablets for hangovers. Uh, prescription for yogurt drinks, really ludicrous stuff. Uh, it's, it prompted the investigation and concerns because patients have been abusing the system. There's a loophole in the system over there. Uh, so Britain ranks 27th in the world for health and wellness. It's below Slovenia, Spain, and Portugal. And let's see, what else? Uh, over almost half a million prescriptions were written in 2014 for sunscreen at the cost of $13 million. Um, let's see, another one was 4.7 million prescription for digestion pills, 27 million, and 1.4 million for multivitamins, another $4.2 million there. So apparently there's this loophole where patients can um, uh, ask for treatment, remedy for such a treatment, and um, under the contract, they're obligated to write that out for them and uh, where they could just basically go to the local drugstore and get the stuff. But what's really weird is all that's happening while other patients are being denied serious treatments for, for like, cataracts or cancer. Uh, they're being turned away, and, and uh, other people are, you know, spending millions on toothpaste. It's just bizarre. All right, last but not least in the quack report, uh, we have we have a report here on doctors say the tick-borne um, Hoassan virus, worse than Lyme's disease, so get ready for that here in the United States. Uh, they say it's rare but life-threatening. So doctors have warned that this Hoassan virus uh, is, uh, according to Dr. Cameron, the president of the International Lyme and Association Disease Society. He says if you're bitten by an infected tick with this virus, uh, you will uh, be infected within a matter of minutes. And the symptoms are similar to Lyme, but worse. So you'll, you can get seizures, high fevers, stiff neck. Um, it comes on suddenly. Um, and then usually people are going to the emergency room. It comes on so suddenly. So researchers at Connecticut Agricultural Experimental Station said that the virus is starting to show up in Bridgeport and Brantford, Connecticut. So look for that. 
uh, in the news and be more vigilant. They say checking and uh, you can't stay indoors all summer, but they, they do wear protective um, uh, outerwear, long sleeves, especially if you're in, um, you know, brushy areas, wooded areas, and also check for ticks and wear uh, the appropriate uh, applications to repel them. So uh, typically I use essential oils like, you know, tea tree, citronella, things like that. And there's products out there, all natural, so check that out. And for our furry friends, you might want to check for our all-natural eucalyptus, flea and tick collars, and pet shampoo on our website at thepowerherbs.com. And that wraps the quack report. Thanks, Frank. Okay, we're going to touch on this uh, whole topic of homesteading because, you know, it sounds old-fashioned. The term does, but it seems to be coming back in vogue. So homesteading, as you defined it, it's, it's, it's really self-sufficiency living. You know, like you plant your own food, you have some livestock, you build or you maintain your own home. It's kind of on a small-scale scale production. You can even have home goods. You, could, you can make and sell clothes and crafts and things of that nature. But the term homestead was basically widely used in the United States around 1862, and the federal government drafted what is called the Homestead Act, and it, it was signed by President Lincoln. The law allowed individuals who did not take up arms against the United States government and who were 21 years or older and a resident uh, of the United States and head of their family, they, the man, could apply for a federal land grant. So the northern farmers wanted to own their own farms and operate them differently from the southern plantations, which really didn't um, include the slavery, see. So the grant was a, a way for them to give the farmers about 160 acres and supposedly free land so they can um, foster this expansion uh, in the United States. So the National Homestead Monument, if you want to check that out, that's at uh, southeast Nebraska. And Abraham Lincoln said on July 4th, 1861, it is the purpose of our government to elevate the condition of men, to lift artificial burdens from all soldiers, and to give, or I'm sorry, to lift artificial burdens from all shoulders and give everyone an unfettered start and a fair chance in the race of life. And you know, with that said, we got a clip that we want to play to inspire you. And we played it before, but I think it, it's worth playing again. Let's go ahead and play that, Frank. If we look to the answer to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid 
for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended. Places called Bello Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are America. That's right. Amen to that, you know. So, I would say to all of you there, let the Lord lead us into whatever battles we have. You know, the Lord only needs one angel to destroy the enemy, right? And he says obedience is better than sacrifice. So let America become obedient, and she will have rest from her enemy. And to that, let's pray for obedience and rest roundabout from the enemy. All right, we're talking about homesteading here. You know, the idea, the whole concept of homesteading in America came really from England, and the British, they called it small holder. So these terms were often associated with countries engaged with national expansion, and acts like the U.S. Homestead Act helped to control expansion and population in certain areas. So these federal laws later led to the management of timber and livestock. So this was the starting point for laws to subsidize households in the 1930s and 40s under President Roosevelt, which led to the way for future socialized government programs. And if you missed um, Monday sh- or Tuesday's show on, you know, uh, subsidizing, you might want to hit the archives later and listen to that. Now, um, a degree of independence comes when you grow, grow it. So you build it and you provide it for yourself. 
that's what independence is, right? No one's going to give this to you. You've got to go for that independence. You've got to sacrifice and protect it and pray for it. All right, let's talk about some self-sufficiency that's the movement out there. There's this resurgence of the homesteading, self-sufficiency mindset. You know, people call it maybe living off the grid, preppers. So whatever you want to call it, it's reemerged, and it started in the late 1990s. So there are various levels of homesteading from those involved in growing their own food to those living totally off the grid. So by then, urban homesteading was really in full force with small-scale family and community gardens kind of popping up among the homegrown businesses operating out of their garages. And self-reliance was picking up speed as the tax burden grew in America. So some Americans are determined to be self-sufficient, and that means backyard gardens, um, and they need more real estate for that. So a degree of independence comes when you grow it, you build it for yourself, uh, and people are moving further away from the city. So the homesteading lifestyle is kind of different from the standard most U.S. households were used to. For those on limited incomes, and establishing a self-sufficient homestead from scratch can be a bit of a challenge. So the financial savings from adapting the homesteading lifestyle, well, it can correlate with fewer material luxuries. So the cost of living is lowered by using less of the major infrastructure, such as utilities. So why is that attractive? A lot of people love to live in the lap of luxury. So why would homesteading allure people? Well, it's uh, alluring because I don't know, it's about hard work, long hours, fewer luxuries. Why would people even dream of that? Well, it's rewarding. That's why. They struggle and they conquer and they feel good about so for the most part, it's about lifting the burden of government control off your shoulders and all that unknown stuff as well, which can cause a lot of anxiety. So if you're self, uh, you know, preservationist, uh, you're independent, you don't need to wait for government handouts. You don't need to wait for this and that. You already have it in control. And you are, you know, the, the leader of your own destiny, basically. So it's about connecting also with like-minded modern homesteaders out there, and when you're connecting and you're building relationships, you're also building security as well. So in the modern world, most people work for someone or someone, some corporation, which, you know, at the moment, the employment arrangement, any moment, it could end if that's the case for most people. So there's also this sense of pride and security when you work for yourself, and so, this, so they you know, they get up in the morning and they meet the challenges of homesteading. At the end of the day, they, they can smile and say, I did the best I could. So the urban life is comfortable and convenient, but some are saying the price of stress to keep it too high, too burdensome, right? And homesteading really doesn't mean you have to go it alone because many are connecting their homesteads, sharing skills and helping each other, making their own kibbutz, if you will. And uh, living simply doesn't mean living in poverty. Not what we're talking about, right? You'll be surprised what you could do without. I once, uh, when, uh, many years ago, I moved from point A to point B. But before I got to point B, I was uh, in a temporary um, housing uh, situation 
and um, every I didn't want to unpack a, a lot of stuff because I knew I was going to be in a short term moving again. So I just unpacked the essentials, right? So it turns out I was in this temporary place longer than I thought. It was like almost a year. It was like 10 months. And so when I did move to point B finally, uh, I started unpacking all the stuff that I hadn't seen in about a year. I'm like, you know, I, I didn't miss this. I, I really don't remember when I needed it. So I started donating stuff, right? You know, just, you know, de-junking, if you will. Uh, you should de-junk before you move. FYI, it's a lot easier. But I did it in reverse. Uh, so it's just amazing what you could do without. You know, we think we can't do without this and that, but you, you can. Oh, yeah, you can. So what would be the new American dream then? Well, for some, the concept of the American dream has really changed. So the value system of the modern homesteader is different, uh, and they are more economical, um, savvy, and they're more creative in their life plan, okay? So they know that living simply doesn't mean living in poverty, and these are folks that have tasted the rat race, and then they choked on it, okay? They, they say, I don't want to do this anymore. And they know the difference between the quality of life and the quality in your life, okay? So keeping up with the Joneses, they say, is really not part of their life plan. Um, Mother Earth News Magazine, you may see that out there in your stores. They've been running a, a lot of articles uh, over the last few months on homesteading. Um, and so um, they, could, they could tell you all kinds of neat stuff. Like I, I read one cute little article about raising chickens. I, I never thought about raising chickens. Um, didn't grow up on the farm. I'm kind of a city slicker, if you will. And uh, so I thought, well how, well, how would you deal with chickens? Well, they come, you know, get the little baby chicks. People can mail order some baby chicks and get them, and they're so cute and fluffy, but then they grow up, right? So um, you want to have a chicken for dinner, right? Who wouldn't love a chicken dinner? So how do you go about that? Well, they talk about how you should, you know, take care of that from a live chicken to preparing the chicken for the roasting. And I was amazed to find out that um, if your chicken is older than six months, you probably aren't going to be able to eat it. Uh, chickens, the, the, the free-range chickens anyways, their meat gets really tough quickly. And so if your chicken's an old bird and you roast it, it's going to be hard to chew that meat. It's going to be like chewing on rubber bands, okay? So I didn't know that. I learned something. I'm not ready for the chicken farm, but, hey, I learned that if I ever have chickens, six months, baby, that's it. <laughs> You're not getting a one-year birthday cake. Uh, so you can check out um, a lot of neat stuff in their magazine, Mother Earth uh, Living, Mother Earth News. they got some really neat things in there if you're interested in more self-sufficiency type stuff. Now, if you live on a homestead, there wouldn't be any time to be bored. There's no twiddling of thumbs there. Um, the days are always filled with something to do. So there are really no idle hands among the self-sufficient. So candle making isn't just for the Renaissance Festival. It actually takes teamwork, and with practice, you become proficient. So homestead children have learned new words, such as clothesline and clothespin and how to make candles and um, how to make bread from scratch and so forth. So the homestead folks know how to adjust 
and they will be able to cope with whatever the future holds. Because remember, they're used to doing without all the modern conveniences. They will be able to make it. More people are realizing that you know governments can't and shouldn't have uh, to take care of them. That's not what governments are set up to do. They're set up for protection from the enemy. Now, the Homestead concept is, uh, according to some, liberating. And that's why it's attracting folks, which is one reason why they're leaving the urban areas for greener pastures. So um, now the most cherished symbol in the United States is the Declaration of Independence. Homesteading embraces this document. No other document, including the Constitution, confirms the right of the liberties that God has given us and which we, well, they can't be taken away, or they shouldn't be taken away, and we shouldn't let them be taken away. And um, that's a little bit of a refresher, isn't it, to, to hear that? Um, you know, so there's a lot we could do with uh, reading our history, learning from our history. Uh, if you don't, well, same thing with reading scripture. You don't read your scripture, then, you know, the wolf is coming into the fold and going to fool you. Now, if you think if you think about it, homesteading really is a form of self-defense. In this day and age, that's what it is. So, what governments can give, they can always take away. So, it's really a shame we live in times like this where you have to defend yourself from your government, from your own countrymen that work for the government. Now, a recent example, obviously, is. Um, uh, of course, you've heard in the news the IRS was harassing conservative groups, right? And whatever your plan is out there to be more self-sufficient, don't forget to prepare for medical self-sufficiency needs. So um, if you're not planning on growing an herb garden and making your own herb medicines, then you might want to stock up on some in, in the interim until you do. Uh, now, if you get herbal tinctures and you properly store them, probably, you know, in um, a root cellar where it's nice and cool, not too moist. Uh, you, can, uh, you, can, you can preserve them there. They'll have a 10-year shelf life. So if you're looking for products to get you through, you know, cold and flu season, uh, snake bite, uh, you know, food poisoning, you name it, it's there at thepowerherbs.com. Absolutely. You can get some power herb kits. You get some pandemic kits there. Um, organ cleansing, immune boosting, uh, flea and tick stuff for the puppies that are all natural. So check that out when you can at thepowerherbs.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-229-3663. 866-229-3663. Thepowerherbs.com is where your healthcare options just became endless. I see by the clock we have to take a break. I know I'm talking too much, Frank. That's just the way it is. We're going to be uh, coming back and talking about some more empowering topics, though.
Natural Medicine. Herbalist Wendy Wilson will be right back. a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid form seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. Seconds count. You want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll free, 866-229-3866-229. Callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wthepowerherbscom Wendy Wilson has on Herb Talk Live. Don't make the aspirin mistake. Aspirin was discovered by mistake during World War II and suppresses your immune system and prevents blood clotting. Don't expose your body to risk when you can use a natural inflammation. Apothecary herbs. Discover the power this formula has with salicin to enter the system in six hard and relieve pain for hours, whether it's arthritis or thin swelling with our extra Call Apothecary Herbs now, toll free, 866 -8010 or order online at the3w.thepowerherbs.com. will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in untested vaccine, hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with 300% death rate. For those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strain formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand. Have a plan. Have peace and request your pandemic kit today. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. That's 866-229-3663, or thepowerherbs.com.
All right, we're back here on our park. Coming out with TV. All right, we, we're, <laughs> we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to talk about some prescription foods. Let's prescribe some foods, why don't we, and uh, and get better instead of having to take drugs. And, you know, during the break, I was talking with my engineer, and I said, you know, wasn't it a stark difference to hear President Reagan speak and the current person in the presidency when he speaks? I can't even call him the president today. I don't think he's legally the president, if you know what I mean. I think a lot of people feel that way. And who spends millions, you know, closing their documents of who they are? Oh, when you got something you don't want. No. But anyway, isn't there a stark difference in how President Reagan spoke in the 80s and what we're hearing now? It's, it's just contrast as far as it goes. All right, we're going to talk about prescription foods. Um, the United States, as you may be aware, leads the world in certain health epidemics. Um, the Mayo Clinic has reported a lot of top health problems that Americans face. No longer have much of a distinction uh, between men and women. So it's like, you know, usually men would have more heart disease than women, not anymore, that kind of thing. So it's 50-50 or close to it. Now, in their report, the Mayo Clinic, their differences cited that men were more likely to maybe commit suicide. There was a difference. So um, actually you have uh, the power right now, every one of us do, to sidestep a lot of these health problems that they had in the report. They had a, a top 10 uh, of the health concerns that Americans have, and at the top was a heart disease, cancer was next, then stroke, respiratory diseases. Um, you, you see more emphysema, bronchitis, combos, they call it COPD. Uh, we have injuries, usually due to motor vehicle injuries or falls. Uh, diabetes is on the list, as well as Alzheimer's, influenza and pneumonia, kidney disease, usually complications from diabetes, and um, septicemia, which is blood poisoning. So let's look at some of these causes. Most people are not born with these health problems. More reports are coming that people who watch their weight and what they eat and get regular exercise are still affected by the top 10 health problems. So could it be that our conscientious efforts to eat healthy and avoid as much of uh, the bad foods that we tend, that tend to promote disease, well, are those efforts maybe being undermined? You know, because people say, I tried that and it didn't work. It wasn't good enough. So I had to go on the drugs. Well, a recent report warned that the USDA and the National Organic Standards Board have been what some would call sabotaging the organic food industry. So uh, um, especially, you know, uh, the fresh produce marketplace. It appears that since the inception of the National Organic Standards Board that the organic produce is permitted to be treated with antibiotics just since that board. And you know, you'll notice that you know, whenever they want to do deceitful things, they'll have names that make them sound really good and pure and righteous and the opposite of what they're doing. Now, last year was a very bad year for um, apple trees due to some destructive bacteria, the fire blight. Uh, it can also attack pear trees. So the bacteria will attack the blossoms, the shoots, the limbs, and sometimes the entire tree, making it look burned. So growers are permitted 
once you kill the bacteria with antibiotics, save the tree, save the harvest, and still maintain their organic rating, their organic standard. Let me ask you this, though. If your fruit was treated with streptomycin or tectocycline, would you consider it still organic? No, I wouldn't. Would you want to eat the fruit that has been treated with these drugs? I personally would not. Uh, what do you suppose will eventually happen if, uh, to the fruit trees which are routinely treated in this manner with these drugs or this prevention? Will the bacteria become resistant and much more difficult to control? Will the bees that pollinate these trees uh, for these blossoms spread the resistant bacteria to other vegetations and will the bees become sick? Antibiotic overuse has the medical community in a panic on how now to treat bacteria-killing pathogens. Now, if you think about the word, I was talking to a friend the other day. I said the word antibiotic means against life. Okay, so it may have some really unsettling and scary undertones. Uh, initially, it may seem to do good, but in the end, it does not so good. It does worse than good. Think about it. I know, you know, antibiotics have saved countless lives, but at what cost moving forward? Think about that. Uh, so um, where was I? Oh, yes, the um, mutating bacteria pathogens of the future. Uh, Jonathan Benson, he um, says that antibiotic, the term means against life, and is not consistent with organic philosophy. So he says these days there, um, you have to look for um, the poison apple as if you were in a Sleeping Beauty movie. Yeah. Well, let's look at some of the things that they're doing overseas. Um, uh, I had another friend that went to the Ukraine a few years ago, and um, he said that over there they are truly organic. They are really sticklers for their organic over there. So organically grown fruit, foods are pretty abundant in the European Union, and they are not forced to use antibiotics on their products or GMO products for uh, farming, and they are using the more resistant varieties of fruit trees to the problem bacteria we're having in the United States. So they're avoiding having to use chemicals and drugs on their fruit trees because they're using a hardier species or variety that is already resistant. So you can be more selective when you go to the grocery store and you want to select your fruit from um, the bacteria resistant trees. That's what you want to do. Uh, you can check a chart. Uh, there's a, a chart on these trees that helps guide you, which are more resistant than not in the varieties of apples and so forth. So you can go beyond pesticides.org and check out their um, an antibiotic fruit tree list and, and you can kind of See what you should avoid. Market. Now, the National Organic Standards Board extended the use of antibiotics to fruit farmers through uh, the year in hopes that they can replace the chemical cocktail with a more natural growing practice. USDA has a few chemical free biological controls that work, but farmers have to keep on top of the process and be diligent in the process. So um, it just depends on how much labor intensive it is. Well, let's look at some antibiotic residues. The farmers are spraying the antibiotics on the fruit trees 
during the blossom stage, and many consumers wonder how much of the antibiotic are they ingesting when they eat the treated fruit. Good question. Excellent question. So we really know that prescription antibiotics disrupt and change the gut flora, making use making us vulnerable to other illnesses like candida overgrowth and chronic fatigue syndrome. So how much antibiotic are we eating when we bite into an apple or a pear? Well, we are being told that there are no reports of residues being greater than what is accepted tolerant, a tolerance level of 0.35 parts per million. So the Environmental Protection Agency states that the amount of antibiotics we get Filling prescription drugs typically is 50,000 to 200,000 times greater than what we're exposed to when we eat our fruit that's been treated with antibiotics. However, if you compare the antibiotic-treated produce to true organic produce, your exposure is 10 to 20 times greater than the, non than the non-organic. So, I mean, if you, if you had to choose between uh, a produce that's treated with antibiotics and one that's not, the one that's treated with antibiotics, it pumps your exposure rate up 20 times. Does that help give you a perspective? Um, now, some research uh, out of Washington State University reported that um, you're exposed to 43 times more antibiotics when you eat non-organic produce. It's accumulative, too, by the way, in the body. So most American consumers do not eat certified organic. They say it's too expensive. Uh, um, you know, and they, they don't have any idea how, 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 on a daily basis, how many, how much antibiotics they're consuming and taking in. Now, the animals are treated with antibiotics. The GM produce is spliced with antibiotics to cut down on bacteria and mold spores. The meat, the dairy, the produce are all treated with antibiotics, and it's no wonder the bacteria is resistant and increasing by 30% per year, creating more and more killer bacteria than we know what to do with. So right now, there are 70 species of bacteria infecting humans, which we cannot kill with antibiotics. Therefore, we will need to add killer-resistant bacteria to our top 10 list of health concerns, won't we? Well, my plan is a little different than their plan. My plan is to cleanse the cumulative buildup of all those pathogens out of my system. So I do that with organ cleansing. Yes, yes. And you can cleanse away over 2,000 pharmaceutical residues, heavy metals, radioactive particles, uh, pesticides, herbicides, um, preservatives, all this, all this stuff you don't need that can get lodged into tissue and really affect your DNA. I like to use powerful herbs to gently cleanse. They're powerful at drawing out and pulling out the poisons, but they're gentle on the tissue. I like it. God designed that. I can't take the credit. God's herbs are good, and they're here for the service of man. He says this in the scripture, and, uh, you know, God can't lie. So there you go. So I like to supercharge also my natural immune system to work with my immunity and again, there's powerful herbs for that. So with immune system herbs and organ cleansing herbs, not only will your immune system power up to make more macrophages and killer T cells to patrol and keep you free of viruses and bacteria, 
But also, you know, you have an immune system in your lungs, your bronchial, you have an immune system in your digestive tract, you have an immune system in your throat. Okay, adenoids and tonsils are glands that filter and produce antibodies. Your appendix does the same thing. So you've got immune system galore going on, and it all communicates chemically. So you don't want to interfere with that chemical communication. You want to assist it. You do not want to interfere with it. And antibiotics suppress that. So I do what the ancients did, I, you know, the cleanse and nourish approach. I know it's really old and simplistic, but guess what? It works. And you build an immunity as you do that. It gives you your immune system a muscle. You see, Your immune system has to work in order to protect you down the road. It can't code pathogens if you keep, you know, uh, suppressing it. And one of the big suppressors of immune system is, is vaccination. Weakens the immune system. You can just Google all that on the Internet. Dr. Anthony Morris, a virologist, used to work for the FDA, he found all their research and said that there aren't, their claims that vaccines, you know, protect you from disease is all not scientifically supported. Of course, he was fired when he said that, but God bless him, you know. So educate yourself. Be savvy out there. If you're, if you're wanting to learn more on how to cleanse and nourish the body, build up the immune system, then you'll want to call the experts in that. Uh, Apothecary Herbs, they've been doing it for over 15 years, and uh, they they got a great website. Check it out, thepowerherbs.com. If you want to learn about, you know, immune boosting and organ cleansing, there's a little synopsis called Healthy Guidelines on there. And you can kind of click on those different categories and get the snapshot of how to do that and how to empower yourself in those areas. It's really, it's really when people embrace it, it's really astounding how much they can accomplish. You know, they get more energy, they get more pep, more vitality. They're not sick as much. Um, they lose weight. They just feel great, absolutely great. And you can too because herbs are here for the service of man. God says they're meat and they're good. So check it out, thepowerherbs.com, or give them a call at 866-229-3663, 866-229-3663. And if you're outside the U.S., 704-885-0277, 704-885-0277, because if you're serious about herbs, you need apothecary herbs, absolutely. And, you know, people don't know what that term means, apothecary. I don't know, lately... People keep asking me, what does that mean? Well, it's a very old term, and it's biblical. Uh, apothecaries in the biblical times made the anointing oils. Okay. So, um, and get this, you just couldn't go out there and say, I'm going to make anointing oils. Okay. That was given to you, supposedly, by God. That job was uh, assigned to you by God. So um, it was a very, very special area to work in. Um, people were selected for it, and um, it was frowned on if you just went over there and made your own. You know, you can't do that. All right, we're going to talk about digestive issues because uh, a lot of people, especially when the weather gets warmer, uh, people will have a flare-up with digestive problems. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, a lot of people have the irritable bowel syndrome, the IBS, and don't know what to do, and they've been back and forth and bouncing around like a tennis ball to the medical offices and the specialists, and they're not any better. Um, so we're going to talk about 
irritable bowel syndrome real quickly here. Um, women experience more IBS, especially during their menstruation. Um, so women who have the irritable bowel syndrome uh, are more likely to need a hysterectomy down the road. About 20% of the population has IBS, and there are three levels. There's mild, moderate, and severe. About 70% will experience mild symptoms, 25% moderate, and 5% severe symptoms. And if you have irritable bowel syndrome, you may also have non-GI symptoms like fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, skin rashes, muscle spasms, headaches, and things of that nature. They seem to crop up together. So the main contributing factor of this imbalance tends to be nerve endings that are irritated that influence bowel muscle movement. Most physicians do not believe that stress is related, but I think it can be a contributing factor. Uh, so IBS affects about 6% of middle school students, and middle school is a very stressful time for students. 14% of high school students also have um, IBS and taken bottles of Mylanta and all kinds of nonsense. Um, so school systems have noticed that IBS is most common, is the most common medical reason over the common cold for kids to miss, miss school, to be out sick. So um, the national average for workers to miss work annually due to illness is about five days. So workers who suffer from IBS lose three to four times more work days every year, so they're out 15 to 20 days. So this has got to stop. We're going we're gonna to stop it. All right, so uh, what is irritable bowel syndrome? Uh, it's, it's a flux between uh, being constipated and having diarrhea. Go, you're bouncing back and forth. So the bowel produces a watery bowel movement due to the lack of water absorption, or on the other hand, you get impaction where the bowel movements are difficult. So usually diarrhea is caused by bacteria or viral infection or E. coli or staph infection or parasites that can actually cause this problem. But food allergies and sensitivities to food additives can actually be the main contributing factor to most irritable bowel syndrome. So here's some foods that can help you. Uh, foods will, that will bulk up to keep you being too loose is uh, cooked carrots and rice. It helps re and it helps reduce the imbalance that's in the bowel. Many physicians recommend you know the brat diet, um, bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast. But starchy fluids such as thick soups with rice and potatoes can can actually help. An example would be lentil soup, rice porridge carrot soup, coconut juice, chicken noodle soup, these will speed recovery and reduce the risk of dehydration. So to keep those ideas in mind. Now foods that make IBS worse, um, according to Dr. Helen Castile, University of Arkansas Medical Science Division, she said foods to avoid are the clear liquids and the sugary fluids like soda or diet soda, Gatorade. Uh, also she says clear liquids with sugary fluids um, um, that tend to gel, like Jello, uh, stay away from that. Milk with the natural uh, lactose in it, very bad for IBS. So sugar will pass through drying from you more water and salt to dehydrate you further and cause nausea and even vomiting. So foods that produce gas, like beans, cabbage, onions, tend to encourage a colon spasm. So uh, coarse fruits and um, 
and vegetables and whole grain cereal are very difficult for a person with IBS to digest. So any beverage with caffeine should also be avoided because it further dehydrates you. So fried foods, convenience foods, fast foods, very bad. She says they will contribute to the bowel dysfunction. So let's recap. Common culprit foods are milk, coffee, artificial sweeteners, sugar, fruit juice, and gassy foods like fast foods. And one tip for you, watch the diet foods in the hard candy and even the gum with all the artificial sweeteners because they can work like a laxative. Okay, so small doses of the sorbitol, which is your artificial sweetener, will give you bowel dysfunction up to 40 to 75% of the time in adults. So keep that in mind. So um, I like to use some digestive herbs like fenugreek, um, lobelia to stop any spasmings of the bowel, slippery elm stops diarrhea, fennel stops gas and bloating, ginger stops nausea, peppermint calms the stomach, and gentian root stops stomach pain and improves digestion in a skinny minute. That is amazing, that herb. So um, people used to um, drink gentian root 30 minutes before dinner um, in the 30, 20s, 30s, and 40s because they used to make um, a, a tonic out of it, and people would drink it as a liqueur. Um, so uh, gentian root, uh, vermouth is what they made out of it. But you could just have the root and do the same thing. Uh, so if you want to calm the nerve endings of the bowel, uh, maybe a tad of valerian root just to take the edge off some stress and nerves on the bowel. So um, if you have anything that you want to remove, like parasites, then black walnut and a bowel cleanser, uh, definitely what I would do if I were you. So check all that out. All those items aren't on the powerherbs.com website. Check out their digestive uh, area. Just click on digestion on that tab. But if you have questions or concerns, definitely get in contact with uh, those at Apothecary Herbs or email them, and uh, we'll get right back to you on that. The number to call is 866-229-3663 and ask for a free product catalog. You'll be glad you did. It's empowering. Put the tools and the right information in your hand, and you'll be amazed what you can do. All without drugs, without a copay, without an insurance card, all by yourself. Wow. I got to go. The information presented is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease. So seek medical advice if you dare from a licensed medical physician before using any product or care. On the Purple 20 will be. Well. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19, 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19, same network, double the choices. 
prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe, all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you dangerous. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. Organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. online by going And welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We are broadcasting live from the foothills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is April 9th, 2015. 
Thanks. The world is in turmoil. Most just really don't realize it, but we are in that time of the end. And that's the time before Messiah's glorious return. So it's time to get out of sin, the world, and look to the holy city. Look to that one who suffered and died for you. Please make this choice tonight. If you need help after this program, call me. I'll pray for you or with you. If you get the machine, please leave your name, your number, your prayer request, and or message. The phone number, of course, is 620-878-4682, 620-878-4682. And in emergency, my cell phone number is um, 316-619-4886, 316-619-4886. Um, you can always find... Uh, Anyway, remember, we are a national satellite radio program, and remember, you can find our radio program archives at ProfCR.com, ProfCR.com. When you get over there, just scroll down on the, and look on the right. It'll have a thing that says End Time Radio Archives. That'll take you to Branch.Podomatic.com. And over there at Branch.Podomatic.com, it's very smart, smartphone-friendly, but it has an app that you can get for your uh, smartphone, as I hear, 50% of the people out there are listening by their smartphones. Anyway, I do make a challenge to you. I challenge you to share each one of these programs with at least two or three other people so the word gets out there. Now we'll have a prayer, and then we'll bring on tonight's guest. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua HaMashiach's name I pray. Father, I pray that radio tonight goes according to your will and not mine. I ask also, that you would give everybody out there ears and wish to hear the truth. So please, Father, bless this program tonight. Amen and amen. Well, we are glad to welcome back Benjamin Baruch. Or Benjamin, yeah, Baruch. Benjamin is a chartered financial, financial, financial analyst and a certified public accountant. Benjamin was managing institutional investment portfolios in the 1990s when he began praying and asking the Lord to show him the end of the matter regarding the stock market. After a year of prayer, prayer, the Lord answered him. But rather than revealing the future of the stock market, the Lord showed him literally judgment what was coming upon America. Benjamin released his first book, The Day of the Lord is at Hand, in 1998, which reveals the plans of the enemy and what is about to come on America. Folks, some of you that have been listening to my program for a very long time have heard a lot of those radio programs that we did with him about this book. Anyway... The Day of the Lord has now been published in the seventh edition for 2015. The Day of the Lord contains a megaton of truth about what is coming upon America, including details regarding the Star of Bethlehem, which is now returned in the heavens. In 2015, Benjamin also published his second book, Search the Scriptures, Volume 1, Out of the Darkness, which is a powerful word designed to bring victory into the lives of the people of God. Today's believer doesn't need more information on what is coming as they need insight into how to be an overcomer in this hour. I totally agree with this, Clemens, because if you haven't realized that we're in the end time by now, I don't think you will until the calamity hits you. And for those of you that are awake, I believe this is what you need is, is you need to, have to know how to act, how to have that relationship. Well, we'll see what Benjamin has to say. And so welcome now, Benjamin Baruch. Are you there with me, Ben? I'm here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good Praise the Father. I haven't heard from you in a few years. It has been a while, brother. But praise yeah. God, the Lord's ready to move in a powerful way. 
in the lives of his remnant, and I'm so excited to be even a small part of what God's doing. And, and Dan, it's great to talk to you as well. Good to catch up on the air. Yeah, amen. I have, I like conversations on the air, and that's what this program has progressed into. Is we always just have a, a real nice, you know, laid back conversation, and, and it, it gets the word out. But uh, um, for the people, just because uh, you haven't been on in a few years, it's not, I know I have a lot of new listeners. So why don't you reflect to them, you know, the Father showed you a vision of 9-11 before 9-11, and that's really what brought you to my attention. Well, yeah, that's true. About six weeks before 9-11, I was shown the attack on America in a dream in which I saw our country attacked by uh, four aircraft, two from United and two from American, and I knew from the end of the dream I saw essentially the war of Ezekiel 38 and an all-out nuclear war here in the United States. I saw American cities mushroom clouds, and, and I, I, catch, I caught the ashes falling from the heavens. And, and I described the dream to a friend of mine who was an expert in these things, and he said to me, have you ever seen fallout before? And no, I don't normally attend these atomic tests. I've never been to <laughs> one of these. I've never seen fallout. He said, well, you've described it perfectly. And I said, I don't really understand it, but I know we're about to be attacked by United and American Airlines. And he said to me, well, that sounds crazy. How could we be attacked by our own commercial airplanes? And I said, I, I really don't know, but I just know this is what's about to happen. And six weeks later, 9-11 occurred, and my phone rang off the hook all day. And, and then that really kind of brought a lot of visibility to the message that the Lord has given me to carry, which is the, essentially the teaching that's part of the first book I did, which is The Day of the right. Lord is at Hand. And, you know, Dan, the Scripture says the words of God are pure words, having been purified seven times. And yeah, it's not that God's Word is imperfect. God's Word is perfect and true the very first moment He uttered it. But the reason why God's words are purified is they come forth in, with our fingerprints on them, if you will. And we tend to, you know, overlay a little of our own opinion, a little of our own prejudice, a little of our own understanding, which really needs to be removed from the Word of God. And, and so the book, The Day of the Lord is at Hand, is now in a seventh edition, and it's updated for 2014. And I'll tell you, the, the 2014 updates are just over the top. It's simply incredible what's gone on in the last year. And at the same time that the Lord had me bring forth a seventh edition for The Day of the Lord, He told me, I want you to write a series of new books entitled Search the Scriptures. They're based on the audio content of a series of teachings which I have brought forth in the last 10 years or so, which have all come by the Holy Spirit. And the book is to be produced in seven volumes. And he said the purpose of the book is he was fashioning this new message as a pillar of righteousness which God was throwing from the heavens to crush the head of the serpent in the lives of his people so that the people could be equipped and prepared to walk through the day that is coming. Because once you're awake and you realize the day of the Lord is here, we are in the end times, the events of the book of Revelation are about to occur, and, you know, I'm sorry to disappoint some of you, but we're not going to all simply disappear. 
remember, the rapture occurs at the seventh trumpet at the end of the event. So we're going to have to be prepared to walk through these days. And Jesus said, pray without ceasing that you be counted worthy. There is a preparation to be prepared. There's a preparation required. And and so the, the new book, Out of the Darkness, is really the first step in preparing the people of God to study walk through these events, because, you know, once you understand what time it is, you really don't need more information on the details of the plans of the enemy. What we need is the revelation so that we could walk through this hour of testing, a time such as which has never been, that we could walk through it with the peace of God in our hearts, and with the assurance that our lives are in the hand of the Lord. Right. And so that we would not be tempted to become afraid, because the world is about to become terrified. Men yeah, amen. Failing them for fear. I, I, I totally God agree with people to peace. But in order for us to walk in peace in the midst of such total chaos and confusion, we've got to have hearts that are right. And that's what the message, that's essentially the purpose of the new book, Search the Scripture. And, and Volume 1, Out of the Darkness, Dan, it is so powerful and I didn't really write this book. I mean, let me be absolutely clear. I typed it, you know, I guess, you know, in the sense that now I become the copyright holder under the laws of men. But these messages came forth from the Lord God Almighty. And the, the book is nothing more than a, a written transcript of the teachings which the Lord brought forth. And if people would prefer to listen to them online, all of this is already available, uploaded into the Internet. The messages of this new book, Out of the Darkness, there are four parts. The first one is a message entitled Matters of the Heart. The second is Dark Counsel, How We Need Our Minds Renewed. The third is the Ministry of Death, How to Identify and Come Out of the Counterfeit. And the fourth message is called First Fruit, What It Takes to Really Be Counted Among the Remnant That Are Going to Escape and Survive and Endure This Time. Yeah, amen. God. Um I believe that, you know, I I do believe, of course, I, that we're in the time of the end. I started blowing the shofar on this program when uh, the Arab Spring happened, and, and, you know, that's what the Father put on my heart because I really believe now, is that, you know, was the time to wake people up. I'm, on, I'm beginning to come to believe that, that I, not a lot more are going to be woken up before a lot of things hit us. But what I do know is what you what you're talking about now is that people that are awake, really because you know they're just not finding it, that preparation in the church. The church has gone away to be worldly things. You know they're pushing homosexual agenda and all kinds of sorts of, of, of things, and uh, but they're not putting forth you know this surviving message. All they're putting forth is well you're going to fly out. Don't worry about it. So you have the body of Messiah that's out there. Um, that's just really unprepared. They are utterly unprepared. And, you know, the truth, Jesus said you should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But what we have today is a great falling away and a time of general apostasy. The Lord spoke to me in the last year, Dan, I have been hearing profound amount of, of revelation knowledge from Father God. A profound amount has come forth over the last year and a half. And one of the things the Lord said to me is, you have all fallen from the truth. And when the Lord says all, he means all. 
this is a backslidden generation. And even the best of us, the ones who are really struggling to try to awaken ourselves unto righteousness, even among those who are hearing and they know that the hour is late, there are still many who are asleep spiritually. The parable of the ten virgins, they all fell asleep. And I think yeah. that's a prophetic picture of spirit, the spiritual condition of the people. We can be consciously awake, walking around in our day-to-day, and aware to varying degrees that these things are coming upon us. But if we're still in compromise, if we're still divided in our hearts, if we still have unforgiveness within us, if we're still struggling with issues of rebellion and, and, and struggling with issues of pride, then we're still in the darkness, and we're still being deceived. And it's a function of degree. There's none of us that have completely overcome, but the Lord wants to help his people. We've got to do our part. The apostate teaching is you don't have to do anything other than believe in your head. But that's a complete lie. Faith without some response, some work on our part, is dead. The doctrine yeah, of apostasy yeah. is all you have to do is believe in the name of Jesus, and you can continue to live in sin. And yeah. that's a lie from the pit of hell, because the people who never repent never enter in, and they actually find out they're on the broad road that led to destruction, and they're actually going to go to hell. There are Christians, people who call themselves Christians, on that day they're going to say, Lord, Lord, and Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. Depart from yeah, you work in iniquity. And then I asked the Lord, and I really had the, the, the blessing, the great privilege of speaking with the Lord for this last year and a half, and I've had a number of conversations with Jesus that have been simply amazing. But in one of them, I asked the Lord, Lord, what is the difference between the people who never knew you and the people who are being saved? And here's what he told me. These are they who never received of my character, and they never were changed by my word, and they never learned to walk in my ways. Unto them I will say, Lo, ami, for they are not my people, and I am not their God. Yeah, amen. Uh, I, I believe that. That's very terrifying. You know, uh, that's fact. You know, that one of the politicians were talking about how I think he said the number was like 80% of the people in the United States profess themselves to be Christians. But how could you tell that? They act like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? They don't exactly. look – aren't we supposed to be set apart and different, Ben? Absolutely, brother. We're supposed to become saints, which means sanctified. So if we're still in our sin, then we have not entered into the real new covenant. We're in the apostasy. We need to be walking. So the scripture says, if any man has not the Spirit of God, he is none of his. If we're still walking in the knowledge of good and evil under the dark counsel of the fallen, you know, the ideas of this world system, if they dominate our consciousness, we're going to find out that we too had our place in the ministry of death. Jesus warned us, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, that word in the Greek is polis, Dan, it means the vast majority. If I were to delineate it as a percentage, I would say that the word polis means 97 to 98.5%. Really? Something like 1.5%. The 2.5% of the people who profess to be Christian are actually going to heaven, and the rest of them are going to hell. And if the truth be told, the people who knew his name and knew his ways but never repented, 
they're the ones who receive the many stripes, and they're to be more pitied than the people in the darkest parts of Africa who never heard his name. Yeah, amen. You know, uh, let's proceed with this. i got a question to ask you. You know, I know you're aware of of all of the Christians being slaughtered and beheaded overseas, you know. And, you know, I I find the church over here and a lot of prophecy speakers, you know, I ask them about about it. Well, I guess we'll see what your answer is. I say, well, what about these? You, You keep talking about the tribulation starting way, way far off and all this. What about these people? You know, and they really don't have an answer. They seem like they are ignoring them because they're not Western. And, and so my heart cries out, these people are, are dying as martyrs right now, just as the word said there would be. They're trying to, the devil is trying to wipe them off the face of the earth. But yet the churches or the prophecy teachers that I'm talking about now are just dead asleep. What do you think? Well, it's clearly the beginning of sorrows. And we were told you should be hated by all nations on account of my name. And that is before the abomination of desolation is witnessed. If you read the chronology of events in Matthew 24, it's very clear that the next major event on the prophetic horizon is a worldwide persecution of the church. And I think it's about to begin in the summer of 2015, but I could be wrong. Maybe we have one more year. I kind of doubt it because the Spirit of God is warning us summer is coming soon need to clean their houses, which means their lives, I think the persecution that is in other parts of the world is ultimately going to come to the United States, and it's going to come before the tribulation even begins. Yeah, amen. You know, um, it's profound. We are in the week of unleavened bread, you know, and leaven represents sin, and you need to get the sin out of our houses. But, you know, if you just look around, it, the, all the signs are apparent. Look, look at, at at all these shops and different people that speak up against gay marriage and how they're being run out of business and all the hatred out there, and it's being allowed. You know, how, if we was a nation of literally 80% Christian, then this shouldn't be happening at all. But it's happening, and that persecution you can see is rearing its ugly head, is it not? Oh, it's going to come suddenly as if out of nowhere. You know, an event's going to occur, and the country's going to go into martial law, and then in the middle of the night, the door's going to get kicked in. And people are going to be, you know, just stunned. They're not going to, they'll be astonished, you know, thinking this is simply a mistake, you know, as they're arresting people with their families. And they're going to be thinking, you know, I'm going to call my lawyer. What they don't realize is this time you don't get a dime. There is no calling the lawyer this time. Well, you know, they're doing that in different parts of the country. They're doing massive training exercises this this summer to teach. uh, It even specifically says to teach the military how to um, get around in the cities without the people being knowledgeable that they're doing it. To me, that reflects back to the things, you know, remember back in the 90s, they used to talk about the red list and blue list and green list and all that and how they would go in and get the leaders in the night. To me, it kind of sounds like that. Exactly what it is, Dan. Exactly what it is. And, you know, it's finally coming upon us. And in the beginning of 2014, I felt impressed by the Lord to consecrate the year as a Sabbath year for myself. And so I began fasting and praying and, and um, over the first 60 days, I, 
I consecrated that time to, you know, consistently fasting and prayer. And, and about every three days, the Lord would speak to me and say, we need to eat a meal. And so, I mean, at one point, I really struggled with, you know, Lord, are you sure? You know, because I was so, I really wanted to, I had a vision of, you know, doing a fast. And I never made 40 days. What I made was some um, 60 days in which I ate a meal every third day. You know, right. if you add it all up, it's like 40 days of fasting and 20 days of eating a single meal a day over a two-month period. And in that time, the Lord began speaking very clearly. I could begin hearing him audibly again with my ears. And it started out with the Lord teaching me about the prophetic significance of the life of Job and bringing forth a profound message on the life of Job, how Job is a prophecy persecution, the affliction of Job is a prophecy of the preparation of the man-child of the book of Revelation. And then the Lord said, I want to speak to you about that woman Jezebel. And he brought forth an incredible teaching on the false prophets, and particularly Ezekiel 13, where it talks about the prophets sewing pillows on the hands and putting veils over the foreheads of the people, and, and the ministry of or the life of Job, and that woman Jezebel are both on YouTube if our hey. listeners want to go find them. And hey man, but I'm going to have to break in here. for. I'm going to have to break in. We've got about a minute before break, which that's fine. Um, and you can be thinking about what you want to present to the people in the second half. But give them your website, and uh, that should be – that will also give them where they can find the book, right? Well, the website's BenjaminBrook.com, and at the moment the books are on Amazon um, and also a place called CreateSpace. If you type in the day of the Lord is at hand, be sure that you look for the seventh edition or type in search the scriptures and look for Out of the Darkness, Volume 1 by Benjamin Brook, and you will absolutely love search the scriptures. Well, and amen. Of people that have read the book have written me and told me it changed their life. Well, amen. Folks, it sounds like what we need for this time, and we'll be back in three minutes with more with Ben.
communications. Well, we're back. This is Pastor Dan Catlin, and you're listening to the Science Ranch Prophecy Hour on the American Voice Radio Network. Folks, please remember to pray tonight about a donation for our work with the homeless and poor from our mission church in Wichita, Kansas. And normally I, I, I go into I've got a, a, kind of a little commercial, as most of you know, that I talk about that. But tonight I just want to share something with you that happened with me uh, this last week. I was outside the the back of the mission church. I just got through putting up my Bible. I'd been outside and read a scripture with an elder, you know, where the people were at. And anyway, and so I was hanging out. Well, that sounds bad. Yeah, I was hanging out with with the people anyway, leaning up against the fence. And here come this car coming by. And this girl about broke her neck. She was driving this, well, it wasn't a car, it was a truck. She slammed on her brakes and looked at me and looked over, and she whipped it up into the, the parking lot. And I thought, boy, what's going on now? Um, because the neighborhood, anything could happen. Anyway, so I, me and Craig, the elder, we walked out to the car and see what she wanted. And she motioned for me to come over. And, you know, she just started saying, well, you know, uh, you remember me, uh, you know, a few years back, she said I was I was really abused and broken up, and I couldn't get out of the neighborhood. I had no money, and I was being had been being beat up and abused, and I was hungry, and I hadn't ate, and I was outside in the cold. 
all I needed was was a, a ride uh, someplace, you know, and a little bit of food. And you gave me a little bit of money, which paid for a cab ride and got me out of the area immediately. And you, you gave me a little bit of money for some food. And you don't know how much that helped me. It helped me change my life. And so now, you know, I'm a hospice nurse and I'm doing really, really well. And, and uh, I just really want to thank you. And I want everybody to, to know what you did for me. And I said, well, I don't need anybody to know. And she said, well, you know, and she handed me a, a small cash donation. And nothing small in the eyes of the father because it came from the heart. So it was worth a million dollars. And she, she did say, she said, well, my father passed away, and I plan on coming back and, and giving you a, a larger donation, which, you know what, I don't care about that. What I care about is her testimony. Here's somebody that we helped change her life. We helped save her life. But this is done on a regular basis. And the elder turned around and looked at me and he said, you know, I appreciated getting her testimony. And, you know, he said, you, the father put you outside just there at the right time because she was going on by. Had you not been standing out there just at that right time, I wouldn't have got her testimony. But, you know, that's how it goes. You know, we've been doing this mission church for 15 years. We've helped thousands upon thousands of people, whether it's shoes, they walk in, come in, beat up, bloody, we fix them up, or we help them from abuse, save them from all kinds of things, and we help them find the gospel. Um, we give them Bibles and miracle prayers. Many, many miracle prayers come out of this place. And But that's all done because people like you donate. You know, those people that we help where they can't, they can't afford to, to pay for what we do. And really, you know, I, used, I do a mail-out newsletter, but not a lot comes from that anymore because, you know, it's hard to compete with the mail-out newsletter with the Internet. And so most all the money that comes, uh, most, not all, um, comes from people that listen to us on radio. So I, I do ask that you pray about a donation tonight. We really do need your help. Uh, we aren't sitting here getting rich because of this, you know. Uh, our, I do, in fact, I don't have any separate money of my own. What I, I do have an income that comes in over half of it or whatever is needed goes to the Father, you know. So we, and the, I give all to the Lord, you know. I give all to Him. And so we ask that you pray about supporting us. Pray about supporting radio airtime if you're blessed by these radio programs because this is a national satellite radio program, and it is also international by way of the Internet now. We've been on the air for a very long time, so we have a broad Internet audience, so pray about it. Pray about supporting us. Anyway, you can donate online or by mailing a check or money order. You can find all this information at prophecyhour.com, or if you need to do to, you can call me at 620-878-4682, 620-878-4682, and the father notices all don donations, no matter what size they are, but the ones he really notices, you know what, are donations that come from where? Your heart, that's where. Anyway, we're now back on radio with Benjamin Baruch. Are you there with us, Ben? Right here. Well, Hallelujah. I have to say, I have to say something about your name just for a moment. We have a guy that comes on here regularly, and he does news and stuff, and his name's Ben Barron, and it's spelled real close to the same. And so uh, I have to be careful how I pronounce your name. In fact, the producer said, oh, Ben's back on. I said, no, this is the other Ben, and he hasn't been on in a few years. But uh, anyway. 
interesting to have you back on. Well, thank you, Dan. I'm really excited for what God's going to do this year because before the judgment begins, he's going to get his remnant ready. Those of us who know the lateness of the hour, and there's quite a few people that have been waking up, most of us expected that the Lord would have moved in judgment long before now. But, you know, we understand, we come to our understanding of of Scripture and, and our understanding of Bible prophecy oftentimes with preconceived notions. A lot of people believe as soon as the day of the Lord comes, God's going to immediately judge the wicked. That's really not what happens. It's not what the Scripture says either. The very first thing that God's doing in this day, which is the day of the Lord, and it has already begun, but before the Lord begins his judgment, the first thing he's doing is he's going to look for his lost sheep. The wicked can wait. They're not going anywhere. The judgment of God can wait. The number one thing on the heart of God is he wants to find his sheep. And his sheep have been scattered on many on different hills, have been scattered by these counterfeit merchants of, of a counterfeit covenant. The false prophets have brought confusion and a lot of people that the Lord wants to minister to healing and a restoration. You know, and we've been a lot of people have been praying, we've been seeking the Lord and we've been waiting on God. We've been doing everything we know to do. And God's ready to move. We've got to line up with the Lord. So the number one thing on the Father's agenda, the number one thing in the heart of Jesus Christ right now, is gathering his sheep to the secret hiding place of the most high God. Because he wants to protect them from the storm that's coming. And 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 I really encourage the people, um, and, you know, get get a copy of Out of the Darkness. If it's not up today, it's actually having a slight edit to the cover. It'll probably be on Amazon tomorrow. Get a copy of Out of the Darkness on Kindle or get it in paper. If you can't afford the book, then go on the Internet and just look for the, the main. There's only four audio messages you need to hear. You've got to listen to Matters of the Heart, which is an awesome message about how God is just, the whole focus of the kingdom is in our heart. It's not outward doctrine, although our doctrine's got to be true. It's not about how we behave outwardly. It's how we walk with the Lord in our heart. There's a lot of people whose outward doctrine is correct, and, and they're all concerned about cleaning the outside of the cup, but it's the inside that matters. And the matters of the kingdom of God are in the matters of our hearts, and, and so this message, matters of the heart, is all about preparing our hearts time of testing that's going to come, and then, and then the next part is dark counsel. How do we get the dark counsel out of our minds? How do we get our minds renewed? You know, it's not false doctrine that, that the message is dealing with. It's the lies of the enemy that are actually embedded in our personality. They're part of our very identity. These are issues of shame and issues of rejection and, and places where people are wounded, and those are the strongholds or it's the detection of pride and rebellion that causes us to, to double-minded in our inner man, in our spirits crying out for deliverance, and our flesh is in love with the world. And how do we deal with this double-mindedness within us? It's, we need to get our minds renewed. We need the dark counsel of this fallen age to basically renewed out of our minds. And so you can look for the message dark counsel on 
on YouTube, it's around. Type my name in and type Matters of the Heart or type Dark Council. You'll find this in audio format, and it's free right. for the listeners. Then the third part, which is really powerful, is the Ministry of Death. You know, there's a counterfeit, Dan. There's many counterfeits that have come forth. Yeah. You know, there are, there's a Ministry of Death, and, and it's not of the Lord, but they came in Jesus' name, and, and the Lord warned us. Many will come in my name, saying that I am anointed. You know, they claim they've got the Holy Spirit, and that Jesus is Messiah, yet they are ministers of death. And how do we discern the ministry of death from the true ministers of God? You know, it's important that we not get caught up with the apostasy. You know, you don't want to join a satanic cult thinking that you found the Lord. You've got to come out of the darkness in your own mind, come out of the counterfeit, and come into the secret hiding place of God, which is really the first fruit of the Lord. And those are the ones that God counts as his remnant. They're the ones that are going to be protected in the hour that's coming. The rest of his people are going to be purified in the fire. And, you know, praise God, if that's what it takes to get in the kingdom of heaven, the suffering of this hour is not worthy to be compared. But even, even the remnant that are going to be purified through the fire are but a remnant. And the majority of people who name the name of Jesus fact will be found among the many. And so, you know, the message of out of the darkness is to confront the people with the truth of the real covenant of Jesus Christ. Because there's a lot of pretenders out there. A lot of people will tell you, you know, just give me your money and God will give you a big financial harvest. You'll get rich and, you know, you get to do whatever you want and go to heaven too. Nothing could be further from the truth. Is that right, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, that's the problem. Well, let's go with this. You know, I, I run in like I run into a guy at the gym, and, and he's all excited. But well, you're a minister. You do talk radio. Well, why don't you come visit my church? He said, man, we've got it. And you know what his punchline was to get me there? He says, we have a brand-new cappuccino bar, man. You really got to come and try it out. And I'm going, really? You know, yeah, I guess I should come interview your preacher on your, your, uh, <laughs> your cappuccino bar, but – Really, they don't get it, but there's a whole generation that's what the, they're, the cappuccino bar, you know? I mean, and this was a young man, you know, and he was even a, a military veteran, and I felt so sad for him. Um, but that doctrine, it, it, there's, those are ministries of death, absolutely, and people need to get away from that. You know, there's a brokenness, you know? We have, here's the deal, folks, when you get saved, you change. If you got saved and you still look the very same way, well, this has the. Let's go with this. The homeless tell me they say, Pastor Dan. They say, How come when the these people pull out of the church parking lot on Sunday and you run into them on the street, they're just like everybody else? Well, that's because they were never changed. They had never let the word change them. We are supposed to go through a transformative process. That's what it is when we get baptized. It's like it's we're dying. And when we come up out of the water, we're a new person. And then the Lord is supposed to be the master. You hear those words, folks? Master of our life so that he controls us. But I don't see that control in people. I see, you know, people that claim to be Christians, they're just like the rest of the world, Ben. Well, amen, brother. And so in the counterfeit covenant, in the ministry of death, it's just something you believe. People believe in believe in Jesus in their head, but their hearts will never change. And as a result, they don't really have the 
salvation is the new covenant. Covenant is a covenant in which we ultimately take up our cross, deny our own self-life, and learn to live in the Lord, and learn to walk by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, in the, the true new covenant, you really have to pick up your cross and follow Jesus to Calvary. And we've got to deny the, the things of the flesh, and we've got to come out of the dark counsel of the, the mind of the flesh. You know, the knowledge of good and evil has deceived all of us. And in our knowledge of good and evil, we judge ourselves good and other people evil. We judge our own sin as, as you know, we don't even see it half the time. And we're quick to judge the sin in our neighbors. But all of that is a deception. So we need once truly being saved, as you said, they've been truly born again, and, and there's God's transforming them into new people. Yeah, we need to look at ourselves first whenever there's a problem. Look at yourself first to see what the problem is with the other. Here's something for the people. You know, Ben, they, they, they say with, with Yeshua, the sacrificial system went away, that he was our ultimate sacrifice. I'm not denying that he's our ultimate sacrifice, but here's what I say to you folks out there. It's like this. That I believe that the, the sacrificial system, in a sense, is still there. That sacrifice, yeah, you sure paid it. But your sacrifice is the fact that he's looking for people that will be living sacrifices. He's looking for people that will die to themselves. That's a sacrifice. You die to yourself. like Just when you get baptized, you die and you become a new person. And then you follow your master. Then you give up your old ways and your old things, and you put your eyes on the on the Lord Yeshua and then he'll add the things that you need but you are to follow him first like Ben said pick up your cross daily sacrifice yourself you know I don't most people that you can barely get it you know they're, they're lucky if they slide into church for and if you're not one of those uh, then this doesn't pertain to you but so many people just slide into church one hour a week and they think it's a a big deal. Well, praise the Father. They are supposed to go to the church, and I can show you scripture that says you are to do that. But the point is, is your whole life is supposed to be sacrificial. When's the last time that you made a sacrificial offering to to somebody that is out there doing work, or to like Ben that's that's putting forth this ministry? That she instead of I challenge you, if to not buy one book to buy um, a case of books and hand them out to your brothers and sisters so that they may buy, might be saved. Deny some of those worldly things that you're into and give it up for godly the father things. Do it, the things that, do it for things that will draw people into the kingdom. Back to you. Hallelujah, brother. You know, it's, I, I know what's in this book, and to be honest with you, Dan, you know, these messages came forth by prayer and Know, people want to go and, and do some searches on YouTube or do a Google search. You know, go to YouTube and type in my name, Benjamin Baruch, and listen to some of the content. By the Holy Spirit and not by me. And at this point, there's at least, I would guess, 300 hours of audio content. And most people don't have time to listen to 300 hours of teaching on the Internet. Wow. And wow. so for that reason, the, the most precious and and most valuable of these teachings are being reduced books. You take them with you, and when you've got a few minutes, you can read, and and the word that's in these is really a real word of God. And, and you know, some people have accused me, well, you know, you're trying to sell these books for the money. 
well, you know, at this point, I'm probably upside down in a huge amount, and, you know, there's really no profit in, in selling the book. I mean, I would do better selling Girl Scout cookies in front of the grocery <laughs> store. And, you know, I was an accomplished business professional. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> we're not doing it for the money. And, um, and you know, as a testimony to that, Dan, I've had a number of people that have read my books contact me and, yeah. and offer me huge sums of money to help promote the ministry, and I never once would take anyone's money. Um, yeah. You can buy a book. You can listen online for free. I'll come and speak at your church for free. But you can't send me your money. I don't want it. And um, one man offered me $70,000, and I, I asked him, I said, how much money do you have? $70,000. Are you going to give me your entire life savings? Yes, I believe you heard from God. I go, well, I appreciate your confidence, but what will you do tomorrow when you run across widows and orphans? How will you help widows and orphans if you give me all your money? Oh, I never thought of that. I go, well, don't ever give your money away, all of it, unless God speaks to you so clearly you know that you know that you know, because God has called you to minister to widows and orphans. Yeah, and, um, amen. You know, so the, the false, you know, the accuser of the brethren, I mean, Dan, Satan has thrown everything he could at trying to stop this message from going forth because it really is going to crush his head. You know, and it's because the devil knows he's about to get his head crushed, he's trying to keep people from getting this word. And so I would encourage the listeners, um, yeah, yeah absolutely, do what you can. Let, let, let you me say book, you'll, find it out, you'll find the messages online for free. Fine We've got a few minutes left. Let me let me say this real quick. Um, it, it it came up with you and the seventy thousand uh, dollar man. You know that is that is part of the problem that we get from these these name it claim it preachers. We have these guys out there telling them to give all of their money, all of their money, all of their money. You know, and you know I tell people all the time. I say, well, you know, it, it's good to give. I mean, we are supposed to give. We are supposed to take care of people. You know, um, but Please don't help somebody so far to where you have nothing and somebody else is going to take care of you. You know, um, right. you need to ch check those things. But, you know, but there's so many shysters out there that are doing that. And it's the shysters that are, are, are getting that money. And then the real works of, of the father out there are just not getting paid. And so, you know, you need to be, folks, you need to be really careful with what you do with your money. Um, and who you give it to because it's not yours it really belongs to the father well we got about two minutes left you can take a couple minutes and, and whatever final message you want to say about two and a half minutes three minutes well amen you know the enemy has brought a major counterfeit and in, even to the point of having counterfeit ministries on TV and and you know, these counterfeiters who brought all these perversions, you know, the prosperity gospel, God will make you rich. You know, the scripture says if you give your money to the poor, you're lending it to the Lord. The Lord never promised to make you rich. He merely promised to pay you back. And so, you know, the, the, the false gospel is you know, reduced to the wealth of Babylon. You know, the money in Babylon is about to become worthless. And so... You know, every one of us should be praying about what the Lord would have us to do. The only reason I'm sharing with you the seventh edition of Give the Lord and, and the book, Search the Scriptures, 
I know what's come forth from heaven. I, I didn't, I really didn't write these words. I merely typed them. And they're powerful. They're life-changing. And, and so, you know, if you pray about it, order the book. If not, search for the teachings of God. Brother Dan, I appreciate the ministry that you're doing to help the poor. It's the heart of God that every one of us would be, you know, servants. I mean, our master, the Lord Jesus, who himself is the king, is the king of kings, and yet he put on the garments of a slave, and he bowed himself down, and he washed the feet of the disciples. And Dan, that was an hour before they were going to arrest him. Yeah. And take him to Amen. the cross. Amen. So the Lord said, you know, as I have done, so you too go and do. The Lord's called us to be servants to each other. You know, I, I've labored for years bringing forth teachings that if those of you who are familiar with things that I've brought forth, you will bear witness. If you know the Lord, if you know the one who sent me, you'll bear witness of the message I bring, for I brought it by the authority of the king, and I bring it for free. For those of you that can afford a modest investment, $14 in paperback or $7 for Kindle, I would ask you bless this effort. And, you know, the point is for this word to get into the hands of the people that they could be set free. I don't need the $4 royalty. You know, it doesn't really matter. And the truth be told, I'm upside down in this project to the tune of a fortune. At one time I had money and I spent it freely for the ministry of God and and then the Lord said to me, you're not going to need money soon. And then all the money just disappeared, Dan. Then you feel better, though, because the Lord already told me, you're not going to need this stuff anymore. And, and so it pretty much is gone. And, you know, that's fine. God provides where the Lord guides. And yeah, Paul said, I've been rich, I've been poor, I'm content in all things as long as I'm in the will of God. And that's all that really matters. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that, that's fact. The safest place to be is in the will of the Lord, and that's a fact. Well, Ben, thanks for being on with me. We really come to the end of the program. Uh, your website, again, is, is BenjaminBerg.com. Uh, uh, and they find the book where? The book, uh, Search the Scriptures, uh, is on Amazon.com, and also The Day of the Lord is at Hand, 7th edition. You can find it on Amazon. If it's not up today, it'll be up tomorrow. But be sure you get the 7th edition. Do not buy one of the older ones. It's up to date for 2014, and, and there's a ton of new material which has come forth by revelation of the Holy Spirit that will absolutely be precious to you. So be sure, you, if you're going to get the book, get the 7th edition, or go listen to 300 hours of audio programs all over <laughs> YouTube, and you'll get the same information for free. Uh, and um, God bless you. Keep your loved one in your loved ones in prayer because this thing's coming upon us and that yeah. right quick and we got to get ready. All right. Will you be blessed and, and we'll talk again sometime. Goodbye and shalom to you. Thank you, Dan. Goodbye. God bless. All right. Be blessed. Well, um, that's Benjamin Baruch. Uh, his first book is, uh, you probably know it by him, The Day of the Lord is at Hand. It's a good book. It's in the seventh edition. I haven't read the seventh edition. In fact, I haven't heard from Ben in a couple of years, and he emailed me a few weeks ago. So pray about it. Like with all things and with all guests that we have on here, we want you to pray about it, and you decide for yourself which is which is the right message for you, because not one of us, not one of us has all of the absolute truth. So you need to search things out. Search the scriptures. That's what you're supposed to do. Search 
Arkansas Mission Church. We really do need your help. If you could make a donation when you hear this program by electronic means, that would be a real big blessing. Also, uh, by mail is fine. Also, uh, well, I'm trying to get the money up for a video project, and that's $1,500. And also, we're trying to get an awning for the people bill out back so that we can sit out there with them, even in the rain, you know, and, and share the word with them or, you know, get them out of the rain. So pray about it. We do need your help. But you must remember, folks, that there is only one God. He is your father. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua, HaMashiach. He gave his life for repented sins. He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him, and only through him, is the way to the Father. Remember, always, 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 always be a blessing to others. Please, how could you not be a blessing to others if you're truly saved? Lord our God, Father, King of the Universe, asking Yeshua HaMashiach's name, that the Father blesses and keeps you. And his face shines upon you and is gracious to you and gives you peace like no one or nothing else can. Until next Thursday, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. Just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street. Lawrence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for the Messiah's Branch. Food prices going up, homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many. Messiah's Branch at the Mission Church in Wichita, Kansas, will help the victims of this banker's economy. The American. Your neighbor, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need first aid, beds, food, clothing,
trends reversing or even stabilizing, all fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Access for their people during civil strife. The FCC sees in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need band free to the air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LMB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. Organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com Thursdays. 6 p.m. Pacific. Got a package full of wishes. A time machine, a magic wand, a globe made out of gold. No instructions or commandments. Laws of gravity or indecisions to uphold. Stranded on the box I see. Acme's build a world to be. Take a chance, grab a piece. Help me to believe it. What kind of world do you want? Think it
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.